And you see, they, they think BLM is a hate group. <laughs> oh, but it isn't. They're just projecting their own oh, racism onto something so they have an enemy. Oh, mm. God. Uh, seriously, I'm not. This isn't even funny now. Like about five minutes before we recorded, I check Facebook and I see someone I'm related to repost a meme that says, um, "I have black friends, but I do not support BLM. I have white friends, but I do not support the KKK." Why must we? And I, at that point, I stopped reading and I was like, "Oh my god, you <laughs> quote Black Lives Matter to the Ku Klux Klan? What is wrong with people?" These what two things are not the same. Oh my god, like what the bloody... And this individual in question is a big fan of superhero stories. And I'm like, do you... Did you, did you miss something? Did you like never pick up on any of the morality or the morals mm. or, or, or the inherent goodness and desire to be better in these stories? The fuck? Welcome back to the Big Damn Cast, a podcast that used to be about pop culture and is now about calling out racist assholes. It's just now it's just now anger. I'm anger. Chris. I don't sleep properly anymore, Johnson. I I'm Matthew. What is sleep, Watson? <laughs> See, we haven't slept properly for several months now, not because of of a, an inherited stress or, or that is fueled by our subconscious mulling over <sighs> things we learn about the real life and, and the day-to-day inner workings and thoughts of individuals during tur- turbulent times and and witnessing inherent acts of of grotesque selfishness within an environment where a simple task of wearing some cloth over your face could help save lives and prevent deaths. Uh, the reason we've not slept properly in months is because we haven't been spooning for months. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the isolation's really taken its toll. It was my turn to be Big Spoon as well. <laughs> I was looking forward to it. How are you feeling, beautiful boy? You've had a, you've had a, a oh, bastard I'm so of a tired. Of <laughs> I'm so tired. Not because I've been doing anything, just because I not been sleeping um but i'm i'm uh covid free thankfully me and keisha are feeling a bit under the weather so we we took a covid test as we mentioned last week and that came back clean over the weekend so we're both good we're just both exhausted um <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah how about, Sounds about, how about right. you christopher how how is it going uh, I'm okay. I mean, I'm in sort of quite a fortunate week this week because I'm going back into uh, minor spoiler alert for a thing that uh, only a few people will hear about now ahead of when it comes out. Um, I'm going back into production on Out of the Broom Cupboard, uh, the, the, the sister podcast, I guess, of, of Big Damn um, about yeah, TV production. Boy. Um, uh, not in the way I originally intended the show to continue, but having no. to adapt, adopt, and uh, and see what happens. Listen, and, um, things things are a bit all over the place. It's yeah. all right, and they ain't going you back to normal anytime soon. So for me to continue that show, I need I need to change a couple things, and and uh, yeah. there will be news in the coming days. Uh, Adaptations must be made. Yes, so that's happening. Um, but it's a bit of a stressy one overall. I'm feeling kind of miserable, world weary, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I know Lucy, that feeling. Uh, partially because next month we were meant to go away for three weeks to America to celebrate our yeah. second anniversary. And uh, we called that off back in April, late April. And 
we are going away for a week to uh, to Whitby. So we're going to a cottage um, with my, uh, my dad and stepmom. We're going to a cottage and we're going to stay in that cottage and travel into Whitby during the day for a few hours a day. And mostly go on walks and this, that and the other. Just so we can go away, but not like be in a heavily populated area. Um, and then, Wear masks and that. Yeah, you're masking it up all the goddamn time. I'm, I'm collecting all the ones that, all the homemade ones I've got, getting them washed ahead of time, designating which day I'm wearing which one. Um, smart. smart. Going to go go for a week and then come back and then spend like two weeks mostly isolating. <laughs> like once we get back, just in case, because you'd never bleed and know. And um, even if we are only going a few hours down the road, we'd rather be safe than sorry. So. Yeah. Yeah, Lou's totally. got Lou's got that week off work and the week and a bit after we get back off work. Obviously, she'll stay off a bit longer if if we suspect anything. Yes, um, and uh, it means that she also had another week and a bit to play with. So she's home this week. So like every yes. time I'm feeling a bit low, I'm just walking into the next room and giving Lou a cuddle and then going right back to planning and then going back in the other room. Um, so that's nice. That's like a nice thing. That's keeping that is me good. Sane. But you know, what else, do you know what else was nice? What? Um, Segway. Do you know what else was was actually kind of like? All right. Do you know what? I got something out of this. But well, uh, well, I made pasta pomodoro a couple of nights ago, and that was tasty. Wait, um, what? <laughs> How? Well, wait, wait. What? What were you talking about? <laughs> oh, I was talking about. I was about DC fandom. Um, oh right. Oh. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I was oh. just thought we. Were, Doing a thing about nice dinners we've had recently. I mean, I've had some. I've, I've had some nice. I'm not gonna lie. I thought we had some Linda McCartney um, vegetarian meatballs in our spaghetti bolognese last night, and Ooh. I have not found a vegetarian meatball that hasn't tasted like a school pencil rubber. Um, well, yeah, because this, that's that's what we make them out of, Chris. <laughs> yeah, just like eraser heads, just like stick it's them well in. known. It's eraser well known. heads and old VHS copies of eraser heads, and they just yeah. mush them up. That's what happened to all of those. <laughs> E.T. got a landfill, Eraserhead got turned into vegetarian yeah. meatballs. A- apart from the, the three copies that are currently in hands in the hands of private collectors, along Dirty with <laughs> along with Fury from the Deep. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I, um, I, like they were nice, but no DC fandom, Matthew. DC fandom. We're a pop culture it, podcast that has been starved of content for the longest time. Starved, starved of content, sir. but not of chips. Starved. Um, we had to. We had to uh, revisit someone's oeuvre for two episodes. Someone's yeah, cinematic sucks. oeuvre, which which uh, led to me realizing this last night, actually, as, as of recording this, that Lucy during initial isolation watched Batman 89 like just while she was working on a craft project yeah and she'd come upstairs she'd be like never guess what I'm watching I'm like what and I'd just listen I'd be like oh god you're watching Batman 89 she's like yeah I was like do you want me to come down she was like no I'm just, I'm just literally just put it on because I want to watch it I'm not like baiting you like you can come down if you want and I was like yeah well I came down and watched it for a bit because it is one of my favourite movies ever and one of my favourite Batman movies it's it's fabuloso she did she said she was going to watch Returns and she didn't so last what? night she went you didn't watch Batman Returns like three months ago and you said you were going to should we watch it she went yeah, alright and we put it on I'm sorry Matt but your favourite Batman movie's garbage <laughs> no it isn't I did a video on it and everything it's, it's really pretty garbage <laughs> it is it's really pr- pretty and batshit mental and, and it's great when it's cartoony and, and owns it 
it's so good, but like, when is it not cartoony and on in it? Um, the times it's trying to make a serious point about uh, judgment, uh, judgmentalism, isolation, about discrimination, uh, about abuse. Uh, it's it's weird because it deals with some really heavy themes, but then kind of abandons them. And I'm, wait, again, I will reiterate: we've talked about this in the podcast before. Wait, if we don't like a thing, or in this case, like, if I don't like a thing, it does not mean I am right. Nor does it mean you are right in bollocking me for it, dear listener. Opinions are completely subjective. I just want to get this straight. Are what? you saying that Tim Burton mishandles <laughs> thematics? You're not helping your, your, your are, movie Are here. you saying that Tim Burton introduces themes and then gets bored of them and just decides to do weird, kooky-looking stuff instead? Do you know how much Batman is in Batman Returns? A like two, a two hour and one Batman. minute movie. It's like, and, that, and that's counting Bruce Wayne. Counting Bruce Wayne is about twenty five minutes of the film. He's barely <laughs> in a quarter of his own freaking movie. You Batman Returns every other half hour to yeah, say, "I'm in this film." That's, that's why it's called that. But it was a too longer title for all the Happy Meal toys. It's so. It's only on this viewing because I'll be honest. I haven't watched this movie in about nine years. It's only on the. It's a, it's a film I watched so much as a kid. I watched the VHS yeah. this so much as a kid, but like I hadn't realised till this viewing, like the Red Circle Triangle, the, tri- the Red Triangle Circus Gang, and Oswald's um, life story don't quite make sense as presented. No, so God, no, none of it Oswald makes sense. Oswald Cobblepot as a baby is his parents judge him because he's he is. Um, uh, sort of deformed and and aggressive so they throw him into the river and he stumbles into the sewers and ends up in presumably at this point a working zoo i guess maybe i don't know but he ends up in it's, the penguin it's, habitat it's the middle of winter so it's an out of season zoo true and and he coincidentally ends up in the habitat of the one creature that he kind of resembles yeah, yeah. and then in the film it's presented as Oswald um, has emerged 33 years later. Pfft, yeah, right. Uh, 33 <laughs> years later. 72 um, years later. 86 years later, he emerges. Um, not looking a day over 85. And he uh, he's like, I just look, I just want to, I want to find my parents. I want to find out where I came from. That's what I want. But we also know that he's, he's opportunistic and he's trying to get power in some way because he's bribing Max Shrek the energy mogul over crimes and he knows he's committed listen um, all he needs is a couple of outlets in that weird pond cool. that so he lives what, in what's his what's his 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 endgame then just on the surface of the movie what is, what is Oswald Cobblepot sorry Penguin's endgame I guess he finds out he's a Cobblepot genuinely in real time in the film he doesn't know that before yeah. it's just like I'm gonna while I'm here who were my parents? I'm going to find it out. Um, so so there's that. But his endgame is he wants to... It, it's that thing of, I just want to be accepted, but really it's, I want to be better than everyone and then kill yeah. and and shag and sue and rob every... Like, he has no endgame that will end in him being successful. He just wants to get late. His oh, endgame will wants. end with him being arrested. Like, no matter what, <laughs> his endgame is, it will end with him being arrested after a brief period of being the nation's darling. Like, yes, that's because it. he's a villain, Christopher. Yeah, but... He's a villain. 
But the movie opens in a way that makes you want to. Like, it says it's. It says, "Hey, this guy was thrown away as a baby. That's horrible." And you're like, "Yeah, that was horrible." But don't yeah. worry, you don't have to feel bad about it because he's a wannabe rapist murderer, Robber Man. <laughs> and it's like, wait, I, what are you trying? What are Listen, you trying to say to us here? And then only on this viewing did I notice. Something that I just never, I'd never clicked with me as a kid. I knew he was connected to the Red Triangle Circus Gang because he's working with them in the film. Like a bunch of them hang out in his lair, and when he wants to make the current mayor look crap at looking after his city, he sends mm. him out into the town to destroy stuff mm. uh, because he wants to run for mayor. Which only happens because Tim Burton vaguely recalls that happening in the Adam West show for a story, and is like, "We'll do that." It's like, okay, wait, what? Why would he run for? Huh? I don't. Huh? Anyway, um, because like, what does Shrek get out of this? this? Is what does Shrek get out of this? It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, fifth, oh, wait, Shrek, Shrek's film. like, as soon as he's mayor, then I can do my power plant that I want to do to hold Gotham's power as a surplus, and and then everyone will come to me. Yeah, he's gonna what? sell it back to him at a, at a premium, like anyone. Yeah. Sure. So let me employ this rapey, stabby, murder, robber, birdman. As mayor, and then no one will suspect that I was up to something. It's just, I don't know. But uh, anyway, so he does that. But then something I missed every time was Batman does the bit where he's in the cave, the, the whole, um, the the whole vicissoir yeah. sequence. Uh, it's supposed to be cold. I love the way Keaton and Goff play that. He just takes the thing, spits it out. And he's like, soup is cold. Like, as though he's surprised by it. So we just <laughs> spat it out. And he's like, it's vicissoir, it's supposed to be cold. And he's just like, right. doesn't even go like, oh. He just looks back at the soup and goes, um. Um, um, and carries on reading while Alfred sat there like you ignorant fuck Mr. Wayne because he doesn't Master he Wayne doesn't... I want to kill you in your sleep that's the look be- he's giving him. it's because he doesn't pay attention to anything he doesn't he can't see it. he could he could he could have been fed a bo- he could have been presented with a bowl of lava and he would have put it into his mouth without looking because that's how much he trusts on, Alfred they kind of play Bruce's weird relationship with Alfred in this movie as he's pissed off at him because three years earlier he let Vicky Vale into the Batcave it's really weird there's it's one really line weird. about that there's one line about it gets its own shot where Keaton improvises and you know the only reason that's in there is because some people complain to magazines fan magazines about it so they were like well, we've got to acknowledge it was weird Alfred let no it makes perfect <laughs> sense in Batman 89 that he lets her in the back cave he's trying to save Bruce's soul it makes perfect sense anyway anyway yeah, but it, doesn't, it doesn't Bruce make sense to, to Bruce <laughs> I know, but Bruce is a freaking moron in these movies. And I say that exactly. someone, I say that's someone who loves the A9 film. Um, so he's well, looking at this thing. And he it basically the Red Triangle Circus Gang have toured America for years and eventually disbanded after a series of missing child cases in numerous towns. Children going missing. And when the circus were finally arrested um and questioned, one member was missing. The implication being that it was Oswald Cobblepot. Because you see in the photo of that article, there's a little hunched over guy with a crooked nose. And you're like... So the, it hit me last night. So the real story is, Oswald went into the sewers, was found by these penguins, then somehow eventually ended up with a travelling circus, has gone around America, and has now come back to take advantage of, of his birth and his origins to be like, I'm going to be like, I've lived in your sewers for years. 
But he also must have lived in the sewers long enough that the myth of the penguin man in the sewers exists, because at the beginning of the film, there's a load of shit about that. <laughs> that seems so, fairly recent, though. It's fair enough, but like long enough that he's been noticed. That, yeah. that, that, that he's on Gotham's mind, so that when he emerges, everyone's like, that's the penguin man from the sewers. That's the penguin. But that, that two questions. One, when did the rest of the Red Triangle Circus gang come back to him after having been arrested for all these other things? Like, when did they come back to him and go, hey, Oswald, we found you in the sewer. What's the next plan, boss? Because that's Listen, why Batman wants to take him down. He's like, your, your candidate, your, your golden boy Oswald is a crime boss, he says to Max Shrek. He's a crime so boss. Like, he says that as Bruce as well. Like, he gives away that he's investigating him to Max. I'm like, why are you doing this? Anyway, um, but second question, what's with the missing children plotline? Oh, he eats children. But that's what I'm saying. If if that's the case, tell us that. And then we as an audience will go, oh yeah, no, he's not to be sympathised with. He's definitely a monster. But Tim really plays on the idea of, no, Os Oswald is just, he's a misunderstood character. You're showing us that he's allowing murder and he's a sexual predator and all that stuff. He's not misunderstood, Tim. You are giving us a flat-out villain. See, that's Make your mind up. Pick a lane, Tim. Pick a lane in your Tim Saturday Burton. morning cartoon. Tim Burton wants <laughs> I'm us so to sorry if anyone loves this movie and they're like, is this this episode? No, we will talk about I, Phantom. But I was just so... I was punched in the face by how confused listen. this movie made me once I now looked at it from a sort of semi-objectively. I was like, what is happening? Tim wants you to have empathy for the child eating weird birdman sewer dwelling outcast because Tim Burton is a weird child eating birdman sewer dwelling outcast allegedly okay? <laughs> he's allegedly child eating we have well, no he definitely proof eats children. <laughs> he definitely eats children he's allegedly weird um <laughs> <laughs> I just I anyway. I, I was, DC fandom. So, yeah, sure. Well, let's let's start let's start with the Batman, the Keaton 1992 connection, shall we? And that bit of news the, first off. Um, DC fandom. For those who don't know, DC Comics basically hosted a convention completely online as a, a like twelve hour yeah. streamed TV program on the Tinterwebs. Um, it was a, it was a lot of people on a green screen doing being in, in a big dome. A yeah, big dome it, for fans. It was obviously filmed. Over, it was filmed and curated over the last couple of months, but obviously kept at bay so that they could then add all the exclusive trailers and previews in before it broadcast, so that they couldn't leak. Although some leaks did get out a couple of hours before debuting, which was honestly I wasn't paying it enough attention to notice when stuff when stuff leaked. <laughs> I was. I, I went. On, I went online between streams that day, and it was just like the Batman trailer's already out, and I clicked. And what started was like, a, you know, a comicbook.com or whatever tweet playing a 360 res version. I was like, and stop, that is a leak. Yeah, that is a goddamn yeah. leak. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Um, there's but but that. DC were like, here's a bunch of stuff. Some comic news, some audio news, a, a pinch of TV news. Not a lot, but a pinch of TV news. Um, and a shitload of news about video games and movies. Um, video games? Movies? What? Aye. There are going to be more stories and more releases on, I think it's the 12th of September. I'll check the date and whatever. But like September, there's going to be another day where they're doing it and it's going to focus a bit more on the comic books and the TV series, things like Superman and Lois Lane, um, expanding more on the Arrowverse shows and what the direction is going forward, things like Batwoman. Um, 
I don't know if they're ever going to address, they, they definitely won't, but I don't know if they're ever going to allude to addressing all the DC layoffs that we discussed the other week. I um, doubt it. Because AT&T will be all behind this because it means everyone's talking about, oh, cool, look at all the cool things that are coming out. And that becomes the mindset as opposed to, also, what's going to happen to the families and, and finance of, of hundreds of employees who worked for your company that everyone's celebrating right now, but like is run by a third of the people who were running it a couple months ago because you laid them all off to save money. Well, super weird, super weird timing, really. But, you know, I don't know. I just hope everybody's okay and is going to be okay. Yeah, Um, I think I think it's a symptom of a larger problem that we're starting to see on on in many industries. It it sort of made me feel a little bit that fandom's a little cynical as as a in terms of its timing. I think the idea of it's great. Hey, people love DC Comics. Let's do a big event to talk about all the stuff spinning out of DC Comics and what's going to happen. That's great. I'm all for that. I think the timing on these things is usually convenient, though. Like, they, they mm. whap them out when they, they, they do what, sir? They whap them out. They wet-ass pussy them out. Yeah, they wet-ass pussy in them out. Oh, fantastic. Um, whenever, Cardi B drugged you know. and robbed men. I just <laughs> want to remind people about that. I just... I just... I... I I am, I'm so baffled that that was a thing she admitted to, and people are just like, "Yes, Queen." I'm like, um. was was one of them Ben Shapiro? Um, is that where the grudge <laughs> comes from? No, because um, he didn't want to go anywhere near their wet ass p-word. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, no, he did, and he got drugged and robbed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben Shapiro's a piece of shit. Carry on. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Shapiro. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think I think the timing of a lot of these things is is cynical. Like, I I feel like a lot of this stuff is sort of saved up for when the company's like, oh, things aren't looking so great. Let's push some stuff out. I feel oh, like Disney have done that before. <laughs> things um, aren't going too well, no. Rick. Oh, jeez. No. So, or, or if it's the other way around, like, because they had fandom planned, so it wouldn't surprise me if they did the layoffs close to fandom. So a couple, of we- a couple of weeks later, they could yeah. just turn around and go, oh, here's a bunch of trailers for stuff. You want to see some movies and shit? Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't but surprise I, me if that's the But case. I do think it's important for us to, to do what we're doing here and, and acknowledge that, yeah, that still happened. And yeah, that still happened, and that's, uh, we should, that you know, sucks. We, we should keep but, an eye on the news in relation to that and let's hope that, you know... Well, it's just like, another reason that... Be- Image and Dark Horse, Dynamite and Boom and whatnot have the mm. openings and, and the chances for a lot of creators and... Well, it's know. just it's just a reminder that big companies are the enemy. And yeah. as, as, uh, we, we might enjoy consuming things they produce, but it doesn't mean they're on our side or good. No. That if being they said, do have any sort of morality... Let's suck the dick of Warner Brothers motion pictures, shall we? So, well, um, the Flash movie, which is now titled The Flash, <laughs> um, one of two The Flash things at the um, at the fandom event. Uh, one was the season seven like teaser trailer for the CW show. Um, yes, which features Mirror Master, and she looked kind of scary. And they make a big point of yeah, fun gimmick, but no, seriously, she could be anywhere. So yeah. You screwed, Barry. Run, Barry. When you can run again, Barry. When um, you can... Uh, he's lost you just have speed. to run faster, Barry. 
Run faster, Barry. Um, Run, we, we, Barry. We gently, we gently rib and mock that show a lot, but like, I'll be honest. The three seasons I watched, I really enjoyed. Yeah, realized it's, it's, it was realized fine. it was it was kind of tapering off for me a bit. I was like, I'm gonna finish here, and very fondly remember the three seasons I watched. It's like um, Arrow. I have no particular interest in it beyond the first couple of seasons that I watched, but I'm glad it exists, and I'm glad people like it. Yeah. Like yeah. there's 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 plenty of room for shows like that that you know are are there and for people to enjoy. I just want people to enjoy more things. The one that I actually do want to plow through now really is Supergirl because what I have seen of it I really like and it seems like such a light kind of ball of fun which is I I've realized I want to watch more things nowadays that just make me go, "Oh, that was fun." And yeah. Supergirl feels like that. Yeah. So I've, I've bought me. I've bought me the first full season, so I will. Uh, f- I will, the, I will the, dedicate f- some time to that soon. It's good, man. I, I, I've I've seen the first season of Supergirl. It's very good. I think I've seen but, most of the second season as well. But in the most recent Flash stuff, uh, it tied into the end of the Crisis on Infinite Earths TV event. Yeah, which had which had a wonderful little weird funky epilogue scene at the end, where the multiverses had been breaking down, and we'd seen references to eighty nine universe and the sixty six TV show universe and. Swamp things over here, and and Constantine and Lucifer are gonna meet briefly because Lucifer's his own universe and Kingdom Come. Yeah, like is, Kevin Conroy playing Batman in live action, and yeah. and you know Tom Welling and and um and and Brandon Routh reprising their takes on Clark Kent and in separate universes. It's like cool, go for it. What a it great good. fun idea. It um, good. It good. Turns out that was DC Entertainment sowing the seeds or at least backdoor sowing the seeds to that event <laughs> to describe how things are going to work from now on in their movie universe um so yeah. so the flash at the end of that event briefly met barry allen from the dceu so from yeah batman v superman suicide squad justice league and so the, the flash that doesn't choke out fans in public met the oh, one that We'll Does. get to that. We'll get to that. Um, um, and uh, and it's a it's a cute little scene. It's like suddenly that Barry Allen arrives there and is like, "What the hell's going on?" It's like, "Oh, you're a fan. Oh, you must be like your cosplay is amazing." It's like, "No, I, I'm Barry Allen." It's like, "But I'm Barry Allen." And it's like, "I thought this wasn't possible." Wait, he didn't. You didn't know or something. And basically, it's hinting that the multi, excuse me, the multiversal divide isn't done. There's something still going on that means that the the wall between realities is weak enough that people can yeah. hop between them. And, uh, like, f- movie Flash goes like, oh, Victor told me something about this, whatever, and it's like, oh, my God, and he just starts to disappear. But, like, Grant Gustin's Flash introduces himself as Barry Allen and he says he's the Flash. They confirmed at the Fandom event that if you notice, Barry Allen in the movies has yet to be called or go by the name of the Flash in the films. It's never been said. In any of the films. He's just Barry Allen. Going forward, he will have the name. And he gets it from meeting Barry Allen in that scene. Which, as a fan of the Flash, the character, that's some real Flash-type that time is some travel real shit. Type bullshit, and I, yeah. I kind of like that he's like, yeah, I dig it, I dig wait, it. that me called himself the Flash. That's a cool name. All right, fuck it, I'm the Flash. And it's like, sure. Sure. Um, things I am excited about in relation to this Flash movie uh, are slightly overshadowed by 
the choking thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the same, re- for the same reason I felt really sick when the Justice League teaser trailer was like, "Look at Mira," and it's like, I don't want to. Thank you very much. But you we'll could, get to the you Justice League teaser trailer. Take that yeah. scene out if you wanted, Zach. But anyway. yeah. Um. So. Uh, like for those who don't know, Ezra Miller earlier this year was shown on film playfully, unquote, uh, choking a fan. Uh, uh, they met in the street or whatever, and their friends filming it. And I think it was like out back of a bar or something, if I recall correctly. Yeah, they're not having a fight. It's not antagonistic, but it is kind of like very physical. It's not. You know, like, I mean, Matt can obviously see me right now, but it's not like two people joke jokingly going like, oh, like that kind of, oh, got no, my hands in no. front of your neck. Oh, oh, like it's it's Homer throttling Bart levels of, dude, why are you doing that? What is going on? And the reason why, <laughs> the reason why, because I think the fan has come out and said like, no, I didn't feel like I was being attacked. Like, yeah, it hurt, but like he wasn't having, a, you know, he wasn't attacking me. Although I'll need to cite my source on that one. I'll need to need to find any further. Um, I, I'm, I I'm looking the, it up right now. I remember at the time, like there being a dispelling of no, no, no. There's no hard feelings. No hard feelings. But it was the thing that's bugging me is Ezra Miller hasn't addressed it. He's not addressed it, and that's really weird to me. Hmm. You're on tape strangling someone. Maybe, maybe address it. Maybe go like, yeah, I went a bit too. Like again, just say, and this is going to be a theme in this episode. Just say what? <laughs> I went a bit. I went. I went a bit too far. I did that. I misjudged it. I'm really sorry. I'm you know. I'm sorry to the individual. I'm sorry if it upset anybody. Like that was stupid of me. Mm. Just say that, and myself, and I'm sure many others around the planet would go. All right, fair enough. Like you owned up to it. Sure. Okay. Good. You fucked up. Yes. Let's move on. Um, you know, but it's it's the lack of it's the lack of addressing of it for months that yeah. makes me go it's so weird that you're now just going starring Ezra Miller and it's like yeah but now they'll always be that the guy who choked somebody and it's kind well, of weird that it's not because people forget about these things like you were mentioning with that we were mentioning with Cardi B earlier like mm. um how the Cheryl Cole became a national sweetheart after mm. uh, she's mm. got a, a history of, of violence against people um, whenever I've seen her how people stuff. forget that Matthew Broderick killed a girl killed a guy yeah. Or oh, killed a woman, actually, I think. Um, in a car accident. Like people forget that Halle Berry hit someone with a car. Like people yeah. forget that Mark Wahlberg did did uh, I think he did time for a racially motivated assault. Yeah. People forget these things. And um now, I think it's important that they that they don't. I'm not saying that people can't change and make themselves better. Oh, exactly. But second chances are important. Again, we'll get onto that later. But, like, you know, at least with the Wahlberg thing, this isn't obviously to lessen what he did, but did time. Like, Broderick, it appears, went through a legal proceeding. So yeah. it's like, there was, you know, there, there was, like, consequence to the actions or response to the actions. Yeah. But when, it, but when it's left in the air, it's just weird to me. That's really weird. Especially when... You're playing a superhero. <laughs> You're playing a superhero. Mm. You're playing a bastion of morality for kids. You know, it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't, I it's, just. It's, it's odd. It's an odd choice, isn't it? Like, it's, you know, uh, like, 
it's sort of less of a thing because it's it's more hearsay. We don't know for sure exactly the full circumstances, but it's like the whole Jeremy Renner apparently arguing with his wife whilst holding a gun is something that happened. But we only know that because somebody leaked an, an accusation from a separate thing that wasn't yeah. made public. So it's like, okay, it'd be nice to have some clarity on this at some point in some way, but at the same time... Yeah. If it is complete horseshit and someone's just taking it out of proportion, I get that they're not going to address it. Because it's like, why? Why the hell would we address this? This is ridiculous. But when you're on camera... <laughs> anyway. Things I'm yeah, excited about. there doesn't seem to be any development on it. So, we'll yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Same. The things I'm excited about. Andy Machete confirmed in all possible ways now as the director and co-writer of this film. Uh, well... Not in all possible ways, because uh, <laughs> my attitude to everything with this film now is... Give it I'll a week. believe it when I see it in cinemas. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, like... Mm. Sorry, I'm eating a crisp. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. And by the time I've finished it, Andy Machete will have moved on from the project. Yeah, there'll be another director. But, you know, um, the director of Mama, It and It Chapter 2... Um, co-writer of, of both of those. It's like, I have faith. I have faith in horror directors taking on superhero stuff because they're very visual. Yeah. Um, works know, it, for Shazam. Yep, yeah, Shazam, it Doctor Strange. Worked for Doctor Strange. The the, the OG Spider-Man trilogy. Like, you know, there yeah. there is a pedigree here. And, and potentially Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm up for that. It's a multiverse story where different universes are going to be crossed over and to illustrate that point they're mostly going to focus on Barry Allen's relationship with his mentor which in the movie universe is Bruce Wayne um, and at Fandom and in the day up to leading up to Fandom they confirm that yes the rumours are true Michael Keaton is signed on true. to be is signed on to be in this movie reprising his role of Batman from Batman and Batman Returns the movie where a, a freakish penguin man kidnaps children and it doesn't get brought up. Um, uh, so it's Batman Returns Returns. Yeah, although this time hopefully he'll be in it for more than 25... If he's in it for 26 minutes, he's in it more than <laughs> his own movie. Longer than he is in Batman <laughs> Returns. Um, um, and uh, and Ben Affleck has signed on Batfleck to appear returns. in this movie as Batman and, and Bruce Wayne. Um, Interesting. Because they said in, in the, the panels and everything, it's about his mentorship and it wouldn't feel right for there to be a Flash movie about this version of the Flash with Batman in it and his Batman not be in this movie at some point. This is, it would feel this is weird. raising the question to me of how much of the stink around Justice League and the feelings that a lot of the people involved came out of it with... Mm. was Joss Whedon in the light of the things that Ray Fish has been saying and the way that everyone has been so enthusiastic about the Snyder Cut, which again, we'll talk about shortly. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It's it's like they have they feel like they have to purify everyone's memory of what yeah. came out by tripling down on on the stuff that got a good response so people yeah. liked people liked batfleck like even if they didn't like the films i didn't like either of those movies but you know i saw potential in his portrayal i like i like ben affleck's batman so saying well, to us i that, like ben affleck's performance as batman i don't like 
the it's way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like Batman in those films, but I like Ben Affleck as Batman, mm. if that makes I, any sense. I know what you mean. Like, I, I'm not a fan of, of the 2016 movie um, Murder Man versus Captain Hypocrite Dawn of Justice. Like, I'm not. God, was that 2016? It feels like. Feels like yesterday. And then what I love about that is that was the first film I saw on my Limitless, and afterwards I still wanted a refund. Uh, and and then three weeks later, I was watching Captain America: Civil War, and I was like, suddenly I feel better. <laughs> suddenly I feel so much better. Um, so oh look, they're fighting each other, but we understand why, and we don't want them to fight. This is how it should be done. We want to see the excitement of like what would happen if somebody fought somebody. But we also don't want them to hurt each other because we like these characters. Mm. I wonder what that feels like. Oh, wait. Um, I'm so yeah, confused. So, so if this is Affleck's final appearance, like new appearance, because it looks like he's not filmed something uh, for Zack Snyder's that we're aware of. They've not, they're, not, they're not doing any new footage for the Snyder Cut. I wonder how much of that is because of COVID. I wonder if they were planning to do some reshoots. I think it's a combination of COVID and um, budget concerns. Or maybe just, would... maybe just use existing footage of the actors. So, like, suddenly there's an extended sequence where well, Superman also... where Superman wears a loose blue vest and builds a gaming PC. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, if that was in um, the film, I'm there opening day. <laughs> and then Ben Shapiro's like, honey, what's that smell? Um... <laughs> Oh, it's like just a yeast keyword. infection, Ben. Um, um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Ben Shapiro's a piece of shit, guys. Um, but anyway. And he also can't satisfy his wife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Or any other woman, for that matter. Uh, oh, is, I, <laughs> oh, God. But, like, so if this is his final appearance as the character, cool. They're giving him a send-off, an intended one hmm. this time. Like, this is the last time he's going to play him. You're going to get to see him again one more time. A Nintendo off, should if you will. A Nintendo, a, a Super Nintendo off. Um, <laughs> Afflectertainment system. Uh, but <laughs> so they released some concept art of Barry Allen's new suit in Shadow. See, we can't really see too much of it. And then another yeah. concept art of Barry Allen's new suit in Shadow in the foreground, uh, about to be accosted by some unnamed goons, fighting alongside Keaton's Batman. Uh, which made it gave me a whap um the <laughs> a little bit thickens <laughs> just like me bring a bucket um <laughs> i just yeah i was like i've got to admit i've got to admit seeing a new piece of artwork from an official warner brothers thing of that batman made me go ooh Okay, man. This feels, this feels like it's happening now. This kind of feels like we're gonna see a thing again. I will believe it when I see it in cinemas. Fair play. Um, but yeah, multiversal doodads, and they they said that this is how the DCEU works. You are gonna see films featuring the characters that we've already met in the previous. What is it? Seven films. Steel. <laughs> Who jo- knows? Steel. Steel. John of Dawn of Jaundice. <laughs> Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, uh, Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam, uh, Birds of Prey. Seven, oh yeah, so eight films. Holy crap! Um, there's been eight of them. So and by um, the time by the time the Flash comes out, you'll also be able to add the Batman, the Suicide Squad, 
and the well, Snyder well, Cut, I guess, well, the, and Wonder ba- Woman eighty four. The Batman doesn't. The Batman's not in the DCEU, but that's the point they're making. Batman, yeah, that's what the, I mean. The yeah, Batman yeah. and Joker uh, are they? They are both. They're making this thing of saying they're both valid, and they both coexist with the other versions. And it's like, it's almost as if audiences can understand. Well, when one version of a story is linked to another and when it isn't. Well, that's what I mean. It's I, You say that, but I I have relatives who've said to me, like, right, so I've watched the Eric Banner one. Like, where does that fit in with with, with Mark Ruffalo? And I'm like, oh, no, they, they don't. So, so I, I get it. I, there is, I think there is some hand-holding still to be done for just casual moviegoers. Like, I get I that. But at the same time, the reason why it feels like they need to give a bit of a guideline now is because in the past people can just accept that oh yeah that's a different version because usually they're all out at different time periods like <laughs> no no one is assuming that the keaton batman movie is connected to batman v superman like no one's assuming that but if they came I mean, out within like is. a year of each other <laughs> somewhere yeah well, there's somewhere <laughs> someone's got a two-hour youtube video on all the theories that prove it well, do you remember we talked about this a couple of weeks back when Batman Begins came out? They were very vague about if it had a connection to the previous four movies. Yeah, because I guess during its early development, it was a prequel. Yeah, and, and then during it, they kind of make a few little nods of, "No, we'll do that. No, we'll do this. Eh, mm. We'll try that." Um, I mean, like even the playing card, the Joker playing card at the end you could still interpret that as Jack Napier if you wanted. Like, yeah. Because Jack, Jack Napier is playing with a deck of cards, like, you know, it, way before he's the Joker. So it's, it's yeah. like, yeah. okay. Um, uh, whereas, like, you know, if you, unless you released, if you released Batman 89 and 89 and then released Batman v Superman, like whatever equivalent would be in the 90s, uh, in 1990, I think people would go, these are connected, right? So I, I get the idea of going, hey everyone, these are all these the they all exist. Some crossover, others don't, and that's fine. I I kinda get it. And I think the reason why they feel confident enough to even do that and go, here's how it works, mm. is because of Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I think that movie's opened yeah. up a gateway for cinema audiences, whilst on TV, the CW shows have been laying that foundation for a good few years. Yeah, and and it's 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 interesting. I I I wonder whether or no, not it will bring about point, actually. Yeah, I wonder or not whether it will bring about the next wave of think pieces about superhero fatigue because everything's suddenly going up a step. Like after Endgame, mm. it kind of feels like superhero media in the mainstream has sort of gone. There it is, boys and girls. Mic drop. Like. We did it. Look, you all came on the journey and we did it. And here's how these sorts of stories can be told. And yeah, there's a Spider which is Man why movie. I'm sort of... Uh, there's a Spidey movie a couple months from see. now if you want a little bit more yeah. with that kid. Really like. I'm sort of eager to see what Marvel do now because how do you... Where do you go from there? I think Phase 4, tell individual stories. Plant a seed at the end of Phase 4. Phase 5, do your crossover thing. Because by that point, it'll be another six years down the line and... Everyone by that point, I think, yeah, will be hungry for. Do you remember? Do you remember those summers when those two Avengers films came out and we all went nuts? That'd be really cool again. And then, oh, here we are, six, seven years later, we're doing something else like that again. Like you know, there's the absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I think DC are saying like, oh, they're not going to be mashing up all the time. We're not going to be doing crossovers all the time. Yeah. 
But this story is going to give you a little bit of everything you like. And yeah. then we're going to... So it's, it's interesting to think that in the DCEU, we're going to see more of, like, you know, your Harley Quinn. She ain't going anywhere. Um, no. We're going to see more of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Absolutely bring it on forever in a day, especially yeah. if Patty Jenkins is involved. Yeah. Um, we're going to see more Momoa because he made a shitload of money. And thanks <laughs> to the next thing I want to talk about, I don't think we're going to be seeing the end of Shazam for a while either, because though Shazam yes. two didn't Shazam two didn't make an appearance at the convention, it was discussed that there are plans, and I think they even announced that there's a title for it. Actually, uh, let me double that I saw, but let it me double surprise me. check that bad boy. Um, did do the title. For Shazam is Shazam Fury of the Gods. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Yes. Uh, which makes me very happy because what a great name. Um, but in the interim, we're getting a film that has been in development for what feels like... How old was Cobblepot? Oh, yeah. 84 years. Yeah. This, Dwayne this... The Rock Johnson is finally ri- arriving in the DC Extended Universe. This film has been in development for longer than its lead actor has been alive. Like they knew, <laughs> and yet he was take... signed to it when yeah, he was born. They knew it was, was going to take as long as it took. They were like, "We want to do this film, but the the person we want to star in it hasn't been born yet." What? what when will it be ready? So, oh, you'll smell uh, what his mom is cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, unless you're Ben Shapiro Um, (laughs) wet ass people's elbow Um, so uh, there you go wrestling fans we finally catered to you so play the pogues Um, so (laughs) so Black Adam, um, DC's first, this is flat out about the supervillain, but it takes place in the DCEU, but also doesn't start a WOMS, so come watch it, testosterone-fueled chads uh, movie, yeah. is, is on its presumably, way. Presumably <laughs> due to them not being able to have started filming it because of various reasons, but mostly probably COVID, it's an yeah. animated trailer with voiceover from Dwayne. Yeah, the, uh, the, the trailer Johnson. was illustrated by Jim Lee and yeah, colored nice and animated by Boss Logic. And it's a beautiful like presentation piece, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it, really it, nice. It feels like the pitch reel. It feels like this is what they put to you. Like, yeah. Th- these yeah. guys went, let's make this. Dwayne, you're on board. Yep, yeah, great. Let's make it and let's show this to Warner, Warner Brothers and then they'll go, yeah, bring us this movie. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah. So, like, out of. Out of the eight films that already exist in the DCEU, two of them are about the villains, with Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. Oh, yeah. Birds of Prey is more anti-heroes, but Harley Quinn's the main character, so yeah. yeah. Um, we've had a Joker film under the DC Black uh, label. Label? Kind of? No, it's, um, it, there's no like film think... label for it, but labels of comics imprint. I thought I thought they'd started referring to it's referring to that retroactively as the first DC Black movie. I think some people probably have, but I don't think Warner Brothers have. <laughs> to be fair, they've never called it the DCEU either, have they? No, <laughs> the, the actual people so, making it. Um, but yes, yeah, so they don't they, have a label for it. It's just that <laughs> Warner Brothers they don't have labels for it. It's just should we should we call one, Elseworlds? It's the yeah, 
They should no. call it Elseworlds. That, that's they should call it Elseworlds. Elseworlds. But at, at Warner Brothers, they're just the ones that make us loads of money and the ones that don't make any money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, there you go. If Joker opened with DC Elseworlds, then they could have started a trend because then every time they do something like The Batman, people would just see that. You don't have to try and explain the multiverse. You just see that. Well, I think go, they've already oh, started different. a trend. It's just that because of COVID, we haven't been able to see it follow through <laughs> in all the weird incel movies that are probably going to get made now. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, uh, Jesus, the motion picture coming. No. Um, no, I mean, Mel Gibson I'd, I'd, made that I'd, already. Oh, right. So I, I meant Jesus, the superhero movie. But um, So... <laughs> Uh, Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, is about... I can't remember the bloody character's actual name now. What's he called? But the point is, he's He's imbued, called Adam. No. He's imbued with... What is it? What is his name? Oh, my God. I don't know. He's imbued with the powers of, of the Wizard Shazam and all of his kin, and um, he, he wants to It's not to Shazam, save... though. It's... Um... What is his name? It's oh, a rock. It's... Teth Adam. Yeah. How much that. do you want to bet that that Teth means black? Probably. Uh, yeah, he 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 and his people in Kandak are um, like slaves, and 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 he's like, I want to save. You know, it's 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 hardcore Moses. It's like I want to save yeah, my yeah. people. So, uh, you know, the wizard Shazam's people and all that because they they tease it in Shazam, don't they? That like we you know we yes. imbued these powers to people before. And we had to imprison someone for screwing around with it. And so we've not given it... He, he, he killed my brothers and sisters. So we've never... I've never given it out again. But I need to now because I'm dying and shit's going to go down. And that's the premise of Shazam. Is like, and he ends up giving Billy Bats and like, you're pure of heart. Here, you have my power. And I'm dead now. <laughs> um, it appears that one of the people <laughs> I gave it to originally was Teth Adam. Who, instead of just saving his people murdered a shitload of people in revenge like it wasn't about it wasn't about justice it was about revenge well, they might so have been he, the same thing well yeah well yeah well no 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 revenge poisons the soul young that's, man that's that's um, why he's a that's why he's an anti-hero but that's the thing now, sh- now black adam is is shazam's like main arch nemesis he is a bad guy but he's a bad guy who was born out of of, of wanting to save and avenge his people so mm. and and the power it's it's the whole like does absolute power corrupt absolutely or maybe just like should we not give absolute power to a man with a murderous streak? That's probably um, a a good his, plan. His divine intent, but his happy trigger finger. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's it, it's it's the story of a guy given superheroic abilities to save his people who takes it too far and is punished for it. The premise of the movie has now been hinted as he's imprisoned and five thousand years later. He is free. Um, the oh, so wor- it's like the it's word Encino is, Man. Well, the word is that it is set in <laughs> the early 20th century and that he will be facing off against the Justice Society of America. When that got out, I suddenly, I suddenly became excited about this movie because I was like, wait, wait. So what you're telling me is we're going to watch Avengers Assemble from the point of view of Loki. That's interesting. I'm here for it. And having decade-specific old-school superheroes be the antagonists of the film, who obviously we want to win, because we're like, no, stop Black Adam! He's a villain! Stop him! You know, it's going to be interesting. Two names have already floated about, but go on, can we have who? Can we have Alan Scott Green Lantern and... 
Oh, I hope. And uh, oh, I hope. what do we call him? Flash, Jay Garrick Flash. That would be amazing, Please. wouldn't it? That would be amazing, especially yeah. especially I mean, we're not Green Lantern, because we could finally yeah. you could bri- well the Green Lantern would actually be a, a match enough to like deal with him. To deal it, with Black it won't be though. It'll be it'll be um, well, our man and Atom Smasher. Well, two names they've teased and, already are um, Hawkman. Yeah, all right. Which which ties more intrinsically into Black Adam's kind of history and past. And yeah, comes yeah, from. okay. So I'm okay. like, okay. Um, but for those who don't know, too long didn't read. Hawkman is basically like Egyptian god reincarnates in different person over the decades and millennia, and they keep coming back as the same person. They're like, oh shit! It's like if it's like if Quantum Leap were like decided and ended. That uh, were were were. were picked based on oh i'm dead and now i've been reborn oh shit it's me again like it's but also an alien maybe thing. but also maybe alien kind of yeah um, yeah and dr fate oh yeah all right which yeah, again go for dr fate actually a match fate. for black adam like a yeah, magic yeah. user so i don't hate this in fact i quite like the sound of all of this so far and i yeah I, yeah yeah I love Shazam and the notion that maybe the two will then cross over in the second Shazam movie. I think that's the that's the goal, yeah. Dwayne Johnson hinted at the panel, though, that the enemy of Black Adam might actually be, whether it's in the Black Adam movie or in a Black Adam planned sequel, the enemy that he might have to fight, so our hero in the movie, yes. might, actually, might actually be Superman. Because when asked, would you go toe-to-toe with Cavill Superman, he says he can bring it on, but I'll whoop his ass. And it's this whole thing of like, oh, right, huh? That wasn't... That wasn't a... That wasn't a no. That, that wasn't, wasn't a no. No, that wasn't Dwayne. A no. And, and, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd watch the heck out of a... Of a I'd watch Ca- that. Cavill Superman versus uh, Dwayne Johnson Black Adam fight. That'd be really cool. It wouldn't um, need to be in costume. I'd just watch it. <laughs> just the two of them. Just... just <laughs> They're both in, they're both in loose vests and they're both building gaming PCs and seeing who can build theirs the quickest. And then yes. they ki- and then they kiss. But um Yes. Uh and and Zachary Levi judges. Uh but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Adjudicates, rather. Um lubricates. Anyway, the point is uh. that uh welcome back to the big damn simp. Uh this week. No, uh so Black Adam, yay. The point is that we've got this fantasy. <laughs> And it's Where? called Wonder Woman 84, which released its <laughs> final trailer. Um, uh, uh, this this film is like, this film's been done for like over a year, hasn't it? Yeah, I love, they call this the final trailer, but what it really should be called is the additional we didn't realise we'd have to make another one of these Yeah. Because Unless the trailer's been now. finished for God knows how long and they've just been holding it back. Because Yeah, like maybe this was the one they'd released like two weeks before release to be like, PS, this yeah. is out in a fortnight. But which was like, fortnight is now... That- November, so yeah. Hmm. Um, I want this movie plugged into my veins right freaking now. Yeah, it looks good, man. It looks like a lot of fun. I really it looks want real it. Real good. I really want it, Matt. It looks it looks great. And, and I don't this, know what else to say about it other than that it looks great. I mean, Chris Pine's gonna be bringing the the rom com charm to it. It seems there's a lot of Steve Trevor being kind of adorably a man out of time. Yeah, he's a ch- he's a charming boy, that Chris Pine. And and Gal Gadot looking majestic as fuck. Like yep. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think Wonder Woman is shite in Batman v Superman. I think she's fine and underutilized in Justice League. 
because we then, between those movies, saw her her, her absolute best in Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. where Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins combined created a fantastic iteration of that character. Yeah. Who, more than any other superhero performance, when I watched that film, reminds me of Chris Reeve. I, I think of the original Superman the movie when I watch her in that. There's that that hope and innocence as well as that assertiveness like in her performance. It's like yeah, she knows what she's that. doing, she's saving the day, and she's an absolute optimist. Like she a- is just absolute optimist. And in that film, obviously it's to a fault. That's kind of the point, is that it's like, Diana, your your world you might actually be a bit too naive. Yeah. But by the end, it's like, yeah, do you know what? You are thinking about things the right way. Like the rest of the world needs to look at you as an example. And it, mm. it's it, it's, you know, to to know we're gonna play in that sandbox again, but this time with leg warmers and neon and um Pedro Pascal yes. playing a version of Maxwell Lord that is I mean he's oddly familiar the way they yeah. do it, but I can't quite put my yeah. finger on it. So he's a villain. But I can't he's, quite he's put my tiny fingers on it. Businessman and he's running for president and he's got very distinct blue suit and red tie. Yeah, with yeah. tan and a swishy fringe going on, and he's a prick. <laughs> and he's he's absolutely a villain who's promising things, but like really has a completely different agenda. And, and he's turning people into cat ladies. <laughs> okay, that's I mean that that's not as familiar. Uh, <laughs> Kristen Wiig, man, th- this trailer is is highlighting particularly. Chris Pine and Kristen Wiig, they're like they're like yeah, the focus yeah. of this trailer. Um I gotta say, we don't get kind of a close on cheetah, really. We don't get a high enough resolution screen grabbable moment to see exactly what she looks like. Like we get the gist, but she's always in motion. I'm gonna spoil it for you, she looks like a cheetah. And that motion is feral. What did you think and- she was gonna look like? Well, yes, but like <laughs> it was the whole thing for years of like for a couple of years now of how they're going to make a look, how they're going to make a look. And then some early merch leaks come out and people like, that looks really odd. Ah, but it's also a low resolution photograph of some packaging Mm. in the back room of a toy store somewhere. So it's like, yeah, "Eh, it doesn't really, you know, we, we, you need to see emotion. Well, emotion, we still can't see her properly, but she looks terrifying. Like the way she's moving, just like, yeah, scary. And which is good. Cause like Wonder Woman's in a, gold-plated armoured suit with wings. You kind of need to put her up against something where you're like, yeah, that, that armour might not protect her. <laughs> that is a that is a hell of a suit. It looks so... The bit where she just, like, shrugs off the wings, like, breaks yeah. them off. It's like, God, it looks that real looks cool. so good. That looks so good. For Christ's sake, they open the trailer with what the last trailer <laughs> closed with. A shot of Wonder Woman using her lasso to swing, swing from lightning, lightning bolts. Swing on lightning. If this isn't on the side of a panel van by the end of the year, I'll be very surprised. It's the best heavy metal album cover we're never going to see. She's swinging on lightning, Chris. A gold plate Wonder Woman swinging on lightning. I'm there. She's she's swinging. <laughs> Freaking there. I want this on movie. Lightning. And I can't wait to go and see it when it's safe to do so. I really can't. Um, and yeah, it seems that that's their gonna... plan. They are going to hold off as long as they can. Um, it going to be good. Boy, <laughs> you're gonna be good, son. Let's 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 leap to the other medium briefly before we circle back to the the movie films. Oh, do we have um, to? We we do, sir. We do. Um, 
So, I mean, there's a couple of little cartoon surprises. I've not watched them all, but there was a bit where Harley Quinn, Kaylee Cuoco's Harley Quinn from the animated series, answered fan questions and swore like a trooper at them um, on the thing. Uh, censored, of course. Um, but no confirmation as of yet. Cowards. Whether there's going to be a third season. There was a really nice um, sort of uh, Sweden slash kitbashed sketch where Batman Beyond, Terry McGuinness and Bruce Wayne in the Batcave... Uh, got hold of footage from the multiverse because the multiversal walls are breaking down and they watched part of a Batman 66 episode. Oh, brilliant. And Bruce, voiced by Kevin Conroy, is trying to rationalise what's happening while Terry is just taking the piss out of it the whole time. It's really fun. Like, it's a proper funny little... He's the most dangerous psychotic criminal known to man. He painted over his mustache. Like it's <laughs> it's 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 br- it's brilliant because it's not saying that shit. It's going wow. It is weird how different the takes on this character are, it's isn't it? Silly. But it was after it the Flash stuff where it was like all Batman is valid Batman guys. It's like you're right. It Listen, is. all Batman's always been valid Batman. <laughs> it's just that not all Batman is good Batman. Well, on that note, the next two um, things we're going to talk about are directly tied into Batman. One is the next game from a company uh, who have made Batman a household name to those who only hold game controllers over the last decade. And one is a new Batman story by a company that has worked on that iteration of Batman who are going off in their own direction now to create something new. One of them, I was surprised at how much I really like the look of and I would like to get my hands on it and play. And the other is Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League by Rocksteady <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. So, AKA, oh look, Superman's evil again. Can we talk about that for a second? Please? Can we just not? Can we just not do evil I Superman th- for like that, five minutes? Oh God, I would love that. So, so <laughs> there's been a recurring thing at Warner Brothers for years now. Just, motion pictures, oh, animation games, etc. Where it seems that people on high at the company are like, yeah, but Superman's a bit boring, isn't he? Or we can't really figure out what to do with Superman. As recently as two months ago, there was there was like an interview, wasn't there? Where like one exec was like, "We're not really sure yeah. what we're going to do with Superman in the films." It's like, how about you uh, just make a Superman tell film. a good Superman story, you yeah. dumb, talentless fucks? <laughs> because Superman is an incredible character. He's lasted nearly a hundred years as a mainstay of popular culture. Yep. Why? Because he answers to the times that his stories take place in. He's a bastion of hope. He's a symbol of goodness. Well, not anymore, he isn't. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, he's... The idea is, he is a guy doing the right thing. He is a god playing among children. Like, he's the only adult in the room. Well, I think the thing with Superman is that he's He is incorruptible, and that's why he's inspiring. Which is why it's always, they always do the thing of, oh no, the incorruptible's been corrupted, but it's been done so many times now across various media That's that it. it's just not do interesting anymore. Do it once, anymore. interesting. Do it twice, yeah. cool. Maybe a bit stagnant now. Find a new way to do it, great, awesome, cool. Like, why not? But to keep doing it and to keep doing it exclusively to him is so frustrating. It's yeah. so frustrating because it's become... To a, there will be a generation of younger viewers and, and players and readers to whom that's Superman to them. 
Like they think, oh, Superman. Yeah, he's the good guy who goes bad. It's like, but he isn't. No. He isn't, though. He just, yes. He's freaking... Even his evil twin from another universe isn't evil. He's just misunderstood and, and gets things wrong because he's, his world is literally backwards. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's just... So, to kind of chart it, I guess the first big version of it happening is Superman 3. Where we don't need to chart it. We just need to say uh, it's bad. There's only, there's only like four or five, but like Clark and Superman are ripped into two different people and all of the badness of Clark and, and, and humanity is in Superman. And even though he's called evil Superman in tie-ins and script and merchandise for Superman 3, the most evil shit he does is like flick peanuts at a mirror. Like, he's not evil. He's just a dick. He's <laughs> pretty and, evil. <laughs> but you know what I mean? No, no, no. Evil with peanuts is Bullseye, the 2003 Daredevil movie. Choking yeah. a woman on an airplane to death by flicking a peanut into her open mouth. <laughs> oh, she's sleeping. Gonna get you anything else? More peanuts, please. Um, so <laughs> I I like that film. It is a piece of shit. But anyway. Yeah, it's um, not very good, but I like it. It's not good, but I like it. Um, someone in the comments now, but the director's cut is better, but it's still a piece of shit. But it's I still like not it. very good. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Dead of 2003, or as I like to call it, Colin Farrell has a ball um so uh the head yeah yeah <laughs> michael clark duncan is swag um yeah so i mean come on his opening freaking track is dirty dog do 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 there's that slow pan up on him christopher christopher window. back on track back on track these things are better anyway the point is <laughs> i'm having more fun talking about him like smoking a giant hoagie so like, I know, but this podcast is already an hour long and we've not even talked about half the stuff we need to talk about. People remember Superman 3 because of Evil Superman and like the computer sequence and Richard Pryor and all these things. Like, sure, but like it, it works well in that movie and the joy of it is when the two Clarks come back together, merge back into Superman and save the day. That's the fun yep. of it. Um, yeah. Bizarro is, uh, you know, is Evil Superman zombie creature alien thing. And there's a charm to that. Um, you know... A Superman getting corrupted in the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. The two Supermen, Tyler Heckler mm-hmm. and Brandon Ruth, having to fight briefly is great. It works great in that because it's like, oh my God, two versions of Superman having to fight. But ultimately, he prevails. Injustice, Gods Among Us. Somewhat horrible happens in Superman's life in that video game. Something really tragic and it breaks him in that universe. And the story is the DC universe that's more familiar to the one we know ends up in this world and is like, what the hell has happened here? And by the end of that story... The reason the last level, the last fight in that campaign is so kick-ass is because you're playing as proper Superman, rocking up and being like, right, we're the two adults in the room. Time for time out for you. And you play yeah, as good yeah. Superman and you beat you beat up bad Superman. And even then, what does he do? He has him imprisoned and has Bruce and all the, the cohorts were working to like save that world swear to try their best to rehabilitate him. Even at the end of that, he's like, there is a good man in there. You can get mm-hmm. through to him. You have to try. And Bruce agrees. He's like, you're right. Because in that universe, it isn't freaking, but I hate Superman. Like, no, they're, they're friends, for Christ's sake. Oh, you know, there's and the, the only arguable villain version of a character in that universe is Wonder Woman. Like, Diana just goes full Lady Macbeth in that universe. Like, Superman, yeah. you know, Superman yeah. goes goes bad. But the whole point is Batman's like, yeah, no you can get to him. You can get through to him. And real Superman's like, you absolutely can. I didn't kill him for a reason because that's not what I do. <laughs> like, talk to him. 
Injustice 2, really great game, beautifully played, great animatics and cinemat uh, cinematics. The people look real, it's terrifying. But, like, the only downside to that game is it's completely set in the Injustice universe. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's a shame that we don't get, like, a good Superman yeah. in here. But I get it. They're telling a story of this world. Fine, whatever. Sure. Um, they keep doing evil Superman. Even Batman v Superman is basically what if these two were pricks and beat the shit out of each other? And it has the evil Superman nightmare uh, sequence. Yeah, nightmare sequence. Exactly. So, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League Ugh. is a new game by Rocksteady, which is based on the launch trailer, and everyone's going, oh, so many complaints underneath it. Like, where's gameplay? We want gameplay. Motherfuckers, it's two and a bit years away. This is their announcement trailer. Y'all ain't seeing gameplay till at least late next year. I know, like, but what have they been doing since Arkham Knight, apart from failing to address sexual abuse? Um, failing uh, to address uh, sexual abuse, basically, is, yeah. is what they've been doing. Um, okay, cool. God, cool. that's a whole cool. thing. But, so, you know... So sexual we're harassment, not sexual abuse, so I apologise. Uh, sexual harassment, uh, bullying, um, and psychological harassment. Uh, transphobia included. Um, oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah, I've read everything about it now, and I am... <laughs> so, um, uh, the premise of this, based on the story trailer, is Amanda Waller has sent the Suicide Squad, in this formation, Deadshot, um, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, and Killing, uh, King Shark, mm -hmm. uh, have been sent into, it looks like, Metropolis, because Brainiac has crash-landed... And there's Brainiac robots everywhere, and they've been sent in because they're awaiting confirmation of a target or targets. Uh, can you hear a buzzing noise? I can hear a buzzing noise. Yeah, there's some assholes building an annex to a building behind us, which I wrote an official cool. thing about to our council saying, yeah, here's our concerns about it. And that was two months ago, and they obviously haven't given a shit or replied because they're building it. Nope. Um, and now they're ruining the podcast. Uh, assholes. So they find out that they're waiting confirmation of targets, and that's when, after fighting some robots, a helicopter nearly crashes, Superman arrives, saving the pilot from the helicopter crash, and then burns the pilot's ashes with his laser vision. And he's got yes. like glowing purple eyes and veins all over his face. And they're like, oh shit, do you think maybe this is our target? As a premise for a Suicide Squad story, the Justice League have been corrupted, you need to incapacitate them maybe well, sure. it's still called suicide squad killed the justice league isn't it take take that out for just a second because oh my oh, god because no. like because like as an idea like the suicide squad like the suicide squad isn't your task is to murder someone that's not their job every time it's you are being sent in to do a job that would get good men killed yeah because you have skills that might help you survive but if you don't we don't care like, that's the whole point. You have bombs in your necks. You are imprisoned by the US government and the US authorities or, like, you know, other authorities. We are going to send you in to do our... You are our butt monkeys. We are sending you in to do a thing that we don't want to do. And if you die, that's fine by us. If you yeah. live, great. We might even give you a little perk in your prison sentence. Like, might give you a little perk. Might give you a better cell. Couple might, years off. Yeah, like, that's that's the premise of Suicide Squad. It's, it's, you know, it's the Dirty Dozen being pointed in a direction mm. and sent into battle um, because they're expendable. That's the plot of it. So the idea of the Justice League have been corrupted, we need to incapacitate them or imprison them or, or get into the nest of everything that's happening and cut off whatever's mind control in them. Yep. 
Of course, Amanda Waller's going to send in, um, <laughs> send in uh, uh, Task Force X, send in the Suicide Squad. Of course, she is. That makes complete sense. But the title of the game is Kill the Justice League. Yeah. I don't want to kill the Justice League. I don't, I don't want to kill the Justice League. I don't want a game where I have to kill the Justice League. I do want to jump about as King Shark and shoot things with a big gun. I yeah. don't want to kill the Justice League, though. Yeah, give me a game where I get to play as the Suicide Squad. Sure. But do I have to kill the... Like, again, we don't know anything beyond what they've shown. Maybe that's the title of the game. And what actually happens in it is... It is just a case of like incapacitate them, or whatever, and it's the gung ho nature of the title. The title is there to shock you, and make you go, "What?" Like maybe that's the case. Maybe they're. I not feel the like a lot League. of this game is going to be there to shock you. Maybe they're not the Justice League. Maybe the Justice League are in Brainiac's freaking ship in like cryo chambers, and he's sent out clones he's made of them to kill people. Yeah, if, that, maybe. if that's the case, sure, cool. You get to you get to play the supervillain story of what if the supervillain killed the hero, but it's not actually the good guy. Yeah, sure, I'm all for that. I think that's kind of cool as a premise, um, because then it's that weird thing of the heroes of, of the, the the heroes of our story who are villains get to live out their fantasy of what they've wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? Like if if Harley yeah, Quinn yeah. Harley Quinn gets to kill a Batman because she knows it's not Batman she won't face the consequences and he's just a punching bag clone to vent out her frustrations like that's mm. a fun premise there could be a lot of like dark comedy in that but the trailer shows us possibly a brainwashed Superman kill a dude an innocent dude yeah how would you know he's brainwashed otherwise but if that's brainwashed how would you Superman know he's evil? but if that's brainwashed Superman the story I'd want to know is, what the fuck does he think of this post waking up? He was made to kill people. If that's the case, no. But there's a powerful this game's story got Captain in Boomerang in it. <laughs> Who's got the Speed Force? What's that about? This game's this game's got King Shark in it though. Who's got a bazooka and a railgun? Sure, but he's King Shark. He should be the Hulk with teeth. Like I. Although it looks like he's being written in the style of the Secret Six uh, Gail Simone version of King Shark, which makes me very happy. As all things should be. Um, they confirmed at the panel that this is indeed set in the Arkhamverse. Which brings up a few questions. Yeah, more than a w few. One that doesn't really bother me too much, but seemed to bother a lot of very unnecessarily angry people on the internet. Uh, it's kind of odd that Deadshot's ethnicity's changed. Deadshot being in several of the previous games being a white guy and in this he's a black yeah, uh, character. That, uh, now that is I, odd, but I, I get I get that if say they recast the role and they wanted to reflect the actor playing the role. Yeah. Fair enough. Like absolutely fair enough. Sure. Yeah. But um it is weird to be like, this is set in the Archiverse, and for one of the main characters of the game to look very different than he did in the prior games, it doesn't make you go, yeah. Oh, that's a bit that's a bit weird. Why not? Why not just have a different character in that role? Like why someone isn't he else? Bloodsport? I mean, you joke, but yeah, why sure. Like, yeah, if you, if, I, I, if, I am joking I, because I mean, I'd, I'd be up for that just because you'd be like, wait, Bloodsport is the main character in a video game, but why is he the peacemaker? Um, <laughs> but like at the same time, it doesn't bother me ultimately because if it's to reflect the actor or whatever, like sure, fine, like yeah. that. It is better to to visually recast the part to reflect who's playing him than it is to be like, 
No, it's exactly the same, but we're getting like some weird dodgy casting choices going here. Like, I absolutely agree with that. But where is it in Harley's timeline? Harley in the Arkhamverse, and I'm 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 working on a very long project for Big Damn in my YouTube channel that I've wanted to do for ages about the history of the Arkhamverse, which I'll be honest, I was put off of because of the recent Rocksteady shit. I'm like, yeah. I kind of want to like maybe go back to this in a couple months now. But Harley in the Arkhamverse, aside from the events of Ar- Assault on Arkham, the animated movie, which takes place roughly six months before the events of Arkham Asylum. Aside from that animated film, the Harley Quinn of this universe is very much the animated series doting mall version of Harley Quinn. Like, she is beyond help. She is Stockholm Syndrome to the extreme attached to Joker. She's separated from him enough in the events prior to Assault on Arkham that she starts to see that, no, no, he's no good for me. He's a piece of shit. But then in the plot of that movie is they go into Arkham to kill the Riddler because he knows some stuff. And while they're there, she sees the Joker. She's like, I hate you, I hate you, I freaking hate you. And by the end of it, it's completely with him again. Yeah. And she slipped back into it. So where in the Arkhamverse does this take place? Because she's very much her own person in this. Um, Like, after the Joker's death, spoiler alert for video games that came out over the last decade, after the Joker's mm. death in Arkham City, she... Ex- mourns him extremely to the point where she starts to plan to like kill Robin and create a Joker robot in Arkham City Harley's Harley Quinn's Revenge. Yeah. And then by the time of Arkham Knight, she's her own crime boss and she's running all of Joker's old gang members, but she's only doing it because through the tapes we find un- and unlock through getting Riddler stuff, she's been in contact with the Joker toxin infused Henry Adams who secretly is already thinking like the Joker when he's brought in and he's like, I don't understand what you want me for. And all this, like he's already secretly is like, yes. Sin. Yeah. Yeah. And has been, and has been co-conspiring with Harley to keep her posted on everything that's happening with the other people who are acting like the Joker. Um, the only reason she takes over Joker's gang isn't because she's gone independent. And she's like, right, that's it. I'm one of the crime bosses now. It's because she wants to get hold of the new Jokers because she misses her pudding. So even in that story where it's like, she's on a, doing her own thing, it's like, she's not. She's beyond thinking. He's dead and gone and she can't let him go. They're mm. going for the animated series, early animated series tragedy of that attachment storyline for Harley. Yeah. So she over him now? <laughs> like wearing yes. her own gear in the Suicide Squad? Well, I think I, huh? the most the most important thing about about that whole about that whole question, that whole situation is that I, I just don't care. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I just, I just don't care. If it's killed the Justice League, I'm presuming that's minus Batman. Yeah, one would assume. But are they too? Are they? Are they too happy? Is it too great a thing for them to resist? And they're just gonna be like, no, fuck it. It's set before night, or whatever. Like, I would refer you to my previous response <laughs> regarding <laughs> the lack uh, of continuity care. of Harley Quinn. You don't care. I don't care. Cool. Um, you know what else I don't care about? Oh? Gotham Knights. Oh, shit. Rocksteady, seriously, apologise for all the shit that's gone on in your company mm. and maybe downplay Evil Superman, you talentless fucks. Um, that's not to say everybody working at Rocksteady doesn't have talent, or that everybody at Rocksteady is somebody who is fine with uh, sexual abuse talentless. or harassment. 
in a studio uh, uh, place. Of course it's not. There are people fighting to expose things like that. But guys, just say sorry. Like Ezra <laughs> Miller. Because we know you're listening, Ezra. <laughs> yeah. Just I know say you're sorry. Ezra. Just say sorry. You're just not say infused, sorry you're not infused by haircut. You're not infused by Gotham Knights. No, I just... It, I, yeah, <laughs> by all means, like, co-op brawler with four different playstyles. But also... You know they're going to microtransact the fuck out of it because it's Warner Montreal. Ah, I see. Um, right, like, okay. And okay. It, it, I don't want any more vehicle stuff. Well, like when you say I, you don't I want any more vehicle stuff, care. you just mean in games? You don't want more vehicle play in games? No, well, or? if it's anything like that, I guess it's Montreal. It's not Rocksteady, so and it might not be like... It's and it's all, not an Arkham game. Yeah, it's a brand new story. Um, but at the same time, like, just don't particularly care about any of that. I'm just not interested in in uh, that that game. Like I, I'm, it's like the TV series. I'm glad that it exists, and I hope people like it. But it's just not something that is super interesting to me. Um, I kind of feel the same way about the Avengers game, if I'm honest. And the two sort of. Oh, I, th- I think I think Gotham Knights is exhibiting a lot more flair and, and appeal than yeah. the Avengers game ever has, to be fair. But the two sort of, like, potentially multiplayer brawlers give, uh, giving me a, 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 a similar vibe, and I just don't really... I don't, I'm finding it hard to muster up any sort of enthusiasm for them. What you're saying is, it ain't Fall Guys. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't know, I've not played Fall Guys. It's pretty fun. It's I like, hear it's great. I as of this good. recording, I'm streaming it live tonight if you want to come watch for hey, a I'll probably the... be asleep. And this is a reverse plug because people hear me say that to you after I've done it. So it doesn't really matter. Yay. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I kind of feel different. And did, did you watch the gameplay trailer? The gameplay footage, sorry. For I've Arkham, seen uh, bits for of it. Yeah, I, I just like, I, I'd give it a quick cursory glance and was like, this is fine. See, but I don't care. I'm 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 way more into this one, I think, because um, gameplay wise, it sort of looks like Arkham and Assassin's Creed had a baby, and I don't yes. I don't hate that. Like I like the Arkham gameplay style a lot, but the fact that they're not sticking to it strictly because it's a whole new universe makes me happy. Yeah, um, yeah. I like the idea of the story, like the contingency plan goes into effect. Bruce Wayne is allegedly found dead and a message goes out to his his four wards and, and batman family members to say his wards now is your time like you need to step up and do some stuff um in this case barbara golden as batgirl uh based on the hint of her her watchtower uh, clock tower base post oracle batgirl so very new 52 yeah yeah um Dick Grayson the whole thing Nightwing. feels quite New 52, actually. Yeah, I mean, the colour schemes as well, especially for the costumes. Like, D- Dick Grayson's yeah. Nightwing. The website confirms uh, Tim Drake as Robin. Yeah. With a very, oh, da- with a very Damien-esque that. kind of design. Yeah. Um, and Jason tells the fucking Red Hood, um, I guess yeah. they've got to have different play styles, but can we please stop doing Batman stories about the dude who shoots people to death? Can we just uh, really? can we stop that? Can we please can we just stop not that? Red Hood? Now, to be fair, I've not played it. I've not seen any gameplay of him. And in the trailer, his guns are glowing, but that seems to be an aesthetic thing of like each of them has a glowing weapon with their color scheme. But maybe they'll be like, yeah, it's a taser. 
It's, or, it's or, a pre-order or it's bonus. Or it's concentrated laser fire or something. In which case, I'll be like, sure. Because Batman would not be like, sure. Jason, you murderer. You need to step up and be Batman now. Like, I get... And it's sort, yeah. of, a, it's sort of a game version of Battle for the Cowl. Um, yeah, yeah. In a way. I suppose. And there ain't no way Bruce Wayne is dead. That will be your campaign story reveal. At the end, you'll find out he's not. Because the thing about this that actually made me feel really excited, and when I watched the trailer on the big TV the other day, um, Lucy pointed out that I, I my, all the arms on my all the hairs on my forearms were standing up, and I had goosebumps. Oh God! Was the Court of Owls sequence at the end of the trailer? Oh yeah, yeah, they're doing Court of Owls because yeah. it looked like just the the rhyme about the talon and the tone felt right, like those shots of the sort of like a little kind of like you know resplendent common room in a dank sewer. And it's sort of you briefly you see yeah. someone sat in the chair and then the camera sort of skits forward in the zoom and there's no one there and it felt I watching that I was like, Holy shit, this is how I felt reading that book the first time. Reading the Capullo yeah. Snyder book the first time. Like they have capt in this little trailer animation, they've captured the vibe of that story arc hmm. brilliantly. Um Do- So you you know if the Court of Owls is the villain that Bruce Wayne might be publicly appear to have been killed, but you know the Batman's down in some fucking tunnel somewhere being tortured by the Court of Owls. You know that's what's going on. What if he's a Talon? Uh could can you re can you bring a Talon back? Can you can you revert well, a Talon a, back to their previous state? There was a solo series about a Talon. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, because that, that Talon had a spin off after Night of Owls. Was it Night of the Owls? Is that the? Let's have a look. Yeah, yeah, one, yes. Yeah. Court of Owls and Night of the Owls was the first yes. crossover where it was in Batman, but also in the other ones. And the Talon emerges in that. And then he, because the Talon is also then involved in um, Death of the Family. In some of the, I so, believe I don't, so. I, yeah. no, I, don't, I don't actually I don't know if it's Death, of, uh, Death of the Family. I think it's uh, Endgame. Uh, Endgame. That's the one. Yeah, the other Joker story up. Um, so maybe I I think I think Bruce I, I think Bruce is down in the maze. I think the eventual thingy of the game will be, oh shit, we have found out what the court about what the court vows are, what their involvement is, and like, I think he's alive. Like, because you know, because then if the game's successful, whatever their follow up is, they can stick Batman in it. You, you know what I think it's going to be? What? I think it's going to be a case that. Somehow Bruce Wayne has uh, lost his memory and is sort of living a, a a new life. He's turned over a new leaf and has begun again free from the, the bonds of the Batman. But things are going to get so bad that he's going to have to, to, to get the Bat family, the Gotham Knights, to assemble... And construct this giant machine, and then he's gonna go into the giant machine, and it's gonna give him all the bat trauma all at once, and make him back into the Batman again. So he can do. Uh, they're gonna do. They're gonna do um, that. That's what they're gonna do. Which story was that? Because that happened, didn't it? That's the end of the Scott Snyder run. Fucking hell! Yeah. Uh, yes, of course. Oh it? It's not called. It's not called Endgame. I think it's Bloom. I think it's just after. Is it just after Bloom? Because Bloom, 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 Bloom's part of Super Heavy, isn't it? 
Uh, Bloom's after after Super Heavy. Because Super Heavy, heavy is the... You're right, yeah. It's Bloom and Epilogue. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, de- to, I forgot about to that. Defeat, to defeat Bloom, Bruce has to come back. Like as I don't, Batman and get his... I didn't get hate his that tra- at the time. He has to get his trauma restored. I didn't hate that he at the time. He has to get his trauma back, Chris. I didn't hate that at the time because it felt like a... It, it was more that kind of mythical... Because Snyder and Capullo's run is very kind of... Yeah, here's the sci-fi. Yeah. But ultimately we're playing with urban legends and mythology. Yeah, it's not here. as sci-fi as Grant Morrison. So, like, I, I kind of like the idea of, like... It, it's basically the... You know, the god becomes a mortal man and sheds the burden of being a god and, yeah. and, and, and ruling over heaven and hell and becomes mortal and finds love and then realises, no, like, this isn't... I can't do this. It, it is my place to bear the burden of everything. So I kind of... I got it. It was more symbolic, but I know what you mean. It is weird that it's like, it's a trauma machine. It's like, a trauma machine. Just have a... Just have a... Just have, like, a memory reset. Have, like, Which- a... A neural reset or something, and it's like we're going to take you back like four months. And no, it's a trauma machine. <laughs> oh, God. He has to be traumatized. Show again. us on the Batman where the trauma machine traumatizes you. My parents being killed in an alley by a desperate criminal did not exist. It would be necessary to create it. Um, oh my God, um, I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm wondering if the trauma machine also applies eyeliner. In the right place. Do it. Take us there. So that Do so it. that when he takes the mask off, he looks like a raccoon. As he should. Raccoon man. Coming to theatres in question mark zero, question mark one. Should we talk about that one? Because that was my favourite thing from the whole event. Yeah. yeah. I loved it so much. Jeffrey Wright's in it, so I'm Jeffrey there. Wright is commissioner or or Lieutenant Gordon. Oh my god. The Batman by Matt Reeves. Co written by Matt Reeves, directed by Matt Reeves. Explained in painful my god, they really should have edited this down detail by Matt Reeves at the panel. Did you see the live any of the live stream panel interview with him? No, no. So he basically said the same thing. Because I saw the trailer and that was really all I needed to see. He basically That's said the same thing. In. He said the same thing 80 times, basically. But he said it with such enthusiasm that I was like, if I'd seen you just talking for two minutes in a featurette, I'd be so excited. Yeah. Because it went on for 20 minutes. I was like, okay, yep, okay, we get it, we get it. Listen, but I would rather. You see the someone, eyeliner under the mask, that's all I care about. I would rather someone say be a stuck record but talk with genuine love and passion than yeah. not talk with genuine love and passion. That's true. So good on him that's true seems like a nice guy holy shit this trailer <laughs> so the batman is the 2020 the or question mark zero question mark one 2021 um upcoming movie that is only 25 percent finished and yet there's a lot of stuff in that trailer for a movie that's only 25 percent done good god it looks so good so my favorite kind of batman stories are the animated series kind of style stories whether that be a little more mature in tone or or silly in tone but like that kind of batman's a detective batman's a detective who occasionally has to beat up aggressive bad guys and everything's a little bit 
a little bit grim and a little bit like melodramatic like melodramatic in the low key is kind of my favorite batman stuff because then that means when you get the more flamboyant elements they really stick out um so i hope this movie does do some flamboyant stuff and doesn't chicken out on it yeah i think it will uh i hope it doesn't i mean how many other movies have got colin farrell in a fat suit like (laughs) you don't waste that opportunity but is it Colin Farrell? Yes. Listen to the voice. But <laughs> unless they're going to do some um, flashback stuff or whatever of like younger Oswald, I'm really confused as to why they didn't just cast a heavier set actor. Well, He's... they tried. They tried to get Jonah Hill. Did they? For sure. Or was that I, all I believe so. Because, like... Unless they were trying to get him for Riddler. Because he went with Paul Dano yeah. for Riddler. Yeah. I can see that, actually. Comparing him to Paul Dano. Because I'm fairly sure that that is Paul Dano under that mask at the start of the trailer. Oh, yeah. Because he, cause he's got that weird twitchy move thing that Paul Dano does. Mm. Paul Dano's mm. a weird twitchy actor. <laughs> and this Riddler is great, very... Great actor. This Riddler weird is and twitchy. very much... Um, the vibe I'm getting already is very much like the Scott Snyder... Um, yeah, well, yeah, because uh, he's called Edward Nashton in the cast list. Yeah. So. Well, I think I think maybe they've done that because they're like, ah, Enigma's a bit obvious. Let's play around with it a bit more. I rewatched Batman Forever last night immediately after Returns. Um, was like, when Alfred and, and Bruce are putting it together with the clues they've had at the very end, it's like, Enigma, Mr. E, mystery, Enigma. I'm like, yep. It's his fucking name, guys. Like, yeah. So Ladies get- and gentlemen. I get that they're going for Nashton. I get Batman it. Forever, the greatest movie ever made. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to see the new batch, but sure, whatever. Um, Batman Forever is almost perfect. I love Batman Forever. Um, it is just flawed, like Val but Kilmer's it, kissable lips. It is flawed, but it knows it is and has fun with its bullshit. And I but like the sub- that a lot. On the subject of kissable lips, we get a good look at uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. Oh, I thought you were going to say we get a good look at literally just zoe kravitz's lips yeah yeah basically with those two in this also movie good. those two starring in this movie the bisexual energy is blaring it's, out of this film it's gonna be uh, if it's not a very very horny film i'm gonna be very disappointed i think um, people are already getting a bit horny for it let's be honest it's set and with eyeliner like that yeah. you'd be wrong it, you'd be oh mad God. not to I can't believe Crispin Glover finally gets to star in a Batman movie. Um, <laughs> he is such like Crispin Glover. So they're going, they're going does. for, they're going for the weird outcasty Bruce Wayne, sort of a, a greasier version of the Keaton yeah. kind of Bruce Wayne, like where Keaton is like. But it's not like, an this, origin this, story this, again. Is this eccentric weirdo in the bat in the Batman eight nine? Is this eccentric weirdo? People don't yeah. really know that much about him, but he throws galas and fundraisers, and. Like, even at his own party, Knox and Vicky Vale don't recognise him till he says who he is. And they're like, oh, so you can do Bruce Wayne, who is on appearance. Oh, like, give Knox a grant. Yeah, give him a grant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> King of the Wicker people. Uh, so, you can, I love Batman 89. Um, and yet, Returns really confuse me. But the point is, you can, um, you can do that. Bruce Wayne doesn't have to be a public face of his company, just no, somebody no. everyone knows the name of. So it's like, you know. It's kind of like, um, so it looks like they're going for that outcasty kind of thing. It's kind of like Bill Gates. 
Bill Gates yeah. isn't really a public figure, but everyone knows who he is. Yeah. And they know he's a billionaire, and they know he's philanthropic. And I... a lot of people could probably recognize Bill Gates, like, on site. Yeah. But he's not like... He's not Tony TV Stark. appearances. <laughs> yeah. You know, to, to find a comic book equivalent. He's not like, there yeah. he is! Like, you know. Yeah. Um, so you can do that with Batman, and I, I'm interested to see where they're going. Like you said, it's not Origin. It's it, They've said firmly, this is year two. Yes. Um, and if you've ever read year two, you will hope that that's not no, true. No, no, no. Is it <laughs> not, not inspired by year two? Because uh, year that, two is not good. <laughs> they've said the HBO Max spin-off series about um, the GCPD will be about... Um, it's year one from the perspective of the GCPD. Yeah, but specifically one cop who is okay. uh, who, who suddenly becomes aware of how deep-seated the corruption is in his particular precinct. And it's the story about him trying to find ways, despite being completely outnumbered, to try and overthrow this and expose it. Presumably not Gordon. Uh, Not Gordon, but uh, they've said that uh, when asked, would Jeffrey Wright appear in that show, they've said, "Mm, well, you know, never say never. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jeffrey Wright and Rob Pattinson didn't appear in that show at some point. Yeah, otherwise, Um, why bother? Yeah. Yeah, and especially with the budget and the platform of HBO Max um, and the money they're willing to spend on DC properties. More on that in a minute. Um, so, like, it's interesting because they're going, so this is a Batman who's not the Batman you're thinking of because the Batman you're thinking of is, like, swinging through skylights, punching poison ivy yeah. while, like, trapping Bane and, you know, going back to the Batcave to choose which Batmobile he's going to drive. Like, this is... He's this not guy's established, but he's yeah. still getting into the swing of things, so to yeah. speak. He ain't got a ward yet. But like, no. Oh my God! Please, Matt Reeves, if you're listening, <laughs> which you're not, but I'm gonna send this uni- this energy out to the universe. Please, <laughs> please do, Robin. You're doing three please movies. Do Robin. Please do, Robin. For the love of shit, please do, Robin. Um, <laughs> Robin is amazing, and pop culture at large has denied him his rightful place as a freaking constant cast member in Batman projects. Please do, Robin, Robin. but. Don't do Dick Grayson, do Carrie Kelly. Please. Do both. No. Have have, have the second film in his trilogy set in like year six and you've got Dick Grayson and have the third film in his trilogy set in like year 10 and you've got Carrie Kelly as Robin and Dick Grayson. If you want, you can do a Nightwing film with. Give us that. I suppose. Give us a bit of every, give us a bit of the, give us a bit of that universe. Give us a lot of that universe. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. Give us Carrie Kelly over Jason Todd any freaking day, absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you're going to go for, like, we want a street kid, do mm. do Carrie Kelly, not Jason Todd, because Jason Todd sucks. Slice of um, dice. Slice of dice. <laughs> um, so, Rob Pattinson looks great. Crispin Glover, yeah. creepy. Um, greasy. Uh, yeah. Batsuit looks great. Oh, in motion. I know there was some so there was some good. concern about, like, the design in, like, daytime and stuff, but it really made... I think it really makes sense as a piece of... In motion, it looks Gear. brilliant. It looks kind of... Yeah. Now that I'm seeing it in motion, it looks like the Batman Noel suit. Yeah. In live action. It, it's, it looks less like... it. It's... A little, little, bit, Earth, a little bit Earth 1. Yeah, it looks functional, it, mm. but not in the sort of, like, super sleek um, special ops uh, way that the, the Nolan Batsuit does. Mm. But, like, in, like, this is something that somebody's cobbled together on the quiet... And, and, it and is they've not chicken out on the effective. flare. 
Like the, no. ca- the cape has the has the arch arches at yes. the bottom. He has a popped collar that is very much like a. You could get rid of that, but you've chosen not to. Like it's you know the the bat design itself is. It's not like here is a template. It's like I have painstakingly made this look like a bat, and like, it's bulletproof. It's bulletproof, and it it looks like what we thought. It's the freaking. It's a gun. It's, it's a, a gun. It's a gun picked apart, made into a bat symbol on his chest. Um, and I finally got around to reading DC, uh, uh, DC's Detective Comics one thousand this past week. After watching that trailer, I was like, "Oh, I want, I want some Batman." And I just, I picked up the hardcover that I bought like a year ago and was like, "I'm gonna read it." Nice. It's just a lot of short nice. stories, and one of them's illustrated by Jim Lee and written by Kevin Smith, and it is the story of Matches Malone buying. Um, going to a black market dealer who in the back room of his pawn shop has got a load of superhero and supervillain like memorabilia and ephemera and is selling it for large prices and he it, 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 during the story it keeps cutting to just visuals of Batman fighting various foes over the years with a big emphasis on like he's taking hits here yeah like people shooting at him and it's hitting him here and like on the chest and, and people punching him in the middle and everything. And it's always like a couple of times it's a big dark one, but most of the time it's a big yellow, you know, circle with a bat in it. Yeah. And as it's going on, you're seeing it sort of breaking in the different stories and there's like a metal plate underneath it. And he get with this dealer, he is like, right, what's that? And the dealer's like, that? That's the gun that killed the Waynes. And like legit, I've got the papers. Like this is the guy called Joe Chill used it. He killed the Waynes. Um, that's like one of the most infamous weapons in all of Gotham. Like it killed like Gotham's first family. And Matches Millen's like, I, I want it. I want it. He's like, oh, King Collector. He's like, yeah, sure. And of course, read if you read the comics, you know who Matches Malone is. It's freaking Bruce oh, Wayne's favorite get, can disguise. Can we get Matches Malone in the Robert Pattinson and making great Matches Malone, especially with those curtains, like grease them backwards. <laughs> That'd be great. Give him his eye patch. Give him a little. Give him a little little match in his teeth. False beard. Yeah, oh, that'd be so good. Um, so yeah, he goes back to the Batcave, and Alfred's just like, "Why the hell have you brought that into the house? Like, why is that here?" And he's like, "This thing took everything from me." But it also is the reason I am who I am. So it's about time it did something good. Mm. And it he over the course of the di- the the thought box dialogue, he just melts it down, molds it into the next chest plate, and you see that he's got a couple of others that he's obviously taken out of the suit that he wears deliberately under his bright yellow bat symbol. Yep. His bulletproof chest plate. He melds that one down and just makes it into one of like the several waiting to be used. So it's not even like, I will wear the gun that killed my parents. It's, oh, the gun that killed my parents. Yeah, it's going to stop me getting shot one day. It's in that pile. And it's like, unlike in the year two comic where he's like, maybe I do have to work with Joe Chill and use the gun that killed my parents. Oh, God. (laughs) Year two's not very good. Don't read year two. No, no, no. Um, But it's like, oh, shit. I wonder if that's the inspiration here. I I believe so. The bat is the, the gun that killed his mum and dad. Um, Zoe Kravitz is pre-Catwoman Selina Kyle. We're getting full-on Selina Kyle this time, for the first time in a live-action movie. Seems like it, yeah. She's the comic book Selina Kyle. Because um, Lee Merriweather is supervillain Selina Kyle in the 60s movie. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is Tim Burton Wet Dream in Batman Returns. <laughs> 
Anne Hathaway, we get a because bit of that. Because she's dead. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's the closest Catwoman we've had to comic book Catwoman in live action, but she's only really Catwoman for the first hour. And yeah. then after that, she's, give me a gun and I'll fight the bad guys. It's like, okay, sure. Um, so this is this is cool. It's like, all right, Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman. Okay, let's see where this goes. Uh, Farrell bullseyeing it up a tree under heavy prosthetics. Um, yep. Which is hilarious, because remember the set photos we saw of him, where he put, he's put on some weight, he's bulked out, yeah. and, and, and sort of giving himself a bit of a podge. Um well, he's and, just in between films. He just lets himself go a bit. Well, that's the thing. It's like if he if he's playing a heavy set guy in this, and he can like you know use trainers and stuff because these movies have all these kinds of budgets. You can have a personal trainer. It's like right, I'm gonna pack on the pounds, and then as we wrap up production, I'll lose it all again just naturally. Like gonna, fair I'm enough. We eat a lot of pasta. <laughs> I mean, you could just pad out the t-shirt, but whatever. Sure. Yeah. Like if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. But in those pictures, he has like bright, um, like icy white hair mm. and we were like oh he's kind of going for an emperor penguin thing no turns out he's bald as a cue ball in the movie so he's obviously <laughs> just gone if i'm gonna be wearing prosthetics all over my head i'm just gonna do something with my hair that's weird um, yeah, i'm gonna go not? i'm gonna go silver you're like sure all right um unless like i say we see oswald at different times in his life and that's why he's under such heavy prosthetics because we're gonna see him look different in, in footage. I don't know. Paul Dano. That would make sense. Yeah. Paul Dano, we totally see him, like you said. We totally see him. That's totally him under that mask. Um, yeah, taking with the that duct guy's tape. face up. Uh, the use of the Nirvana track. Brilliant. Uh, we see... We hear Alfred. Andy yeah, Serkis. we don't see him. Um, we see that the Batcave is sort of like there's a garage underneath Wayne Manor at the front. Yeah. So there's obviously an entrance through there to the to the cave, and we sort of see the cave a bit at the end, and it's like... Because that's when he gets sure. his sweet bike in there. Mm. The cave looks a little bit like the Arkham Origins version, that kind of just like yeah. like platforms, but it is a big cavernous area. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not the, the the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, we finally get to see the Batcave now properly. Oh, it's just a computer desk. <laughs> and and a, 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 ca- a cage with his suit in in a waterfall they're a waterfall yeah. oh, okay this is a bit disappointing considering the end of Batman Begins is we're gonna build up that fucking cave and then we finally see it in Dark Knight Rises and it's like it's a desk um, so <laughs> oh oh and an archway you can kick a bit um, <laughs> John Blake I give to you a waterfall under desk <laughs> Use it well. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Um, so It's an office job. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Um, um, but yeah, so like we see glimpses of that. The Batmobile looks sexy. Like it's just mm-hmm. an old roadster kitted out with a blue flame mm-hmm. sticking out the back of it. I'm there for it. The bike mm-hmm. looks like the zero year, like mo- motorbike covered in military kind of like um, pl- plating and pouches and, and stuff for equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks dirty as fuck. Uh, that looks nice. I like the fact they're just going all out. Yep, here's some riddles. Because it reassures me. It's like we're going to see the detective. Yes, it's, you, it, this is a mystery story. This you want to show a, off Batman uh, as a detective? Make the riddler the villain. Like, there but you there go. Is, there is also going to be action because we see him just beat the crap out of one dude. Mm. which I think is a really effective intimidation tactic for like I mean they just they put that in the trailer to go oh you oh you you guys are still really narrow-minded like the Twilight guy here you go have you seen that shot now 
cool. Okay, we're moving on. Cool. Like, because you know that for me, I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah. We're going to see Batman fight. All right. Okay. Yeah. But you know that was in there just to make people who are like, it's sparkly vampire boys who don't understand that actors play roles and they play different yeah. people. Um, but also so, Robert Pattinson is a proper weird dude, so they're not wrong mm, about that. So they want to sort of go, <laughs> yeah, this is him beating up, beating up thugs that have all got like skeletal face paint. Yeah. With very distinct... Like, are they like, jokers? Well, very distinct like clownish grins on the face yeah, paint. It's yeah. like, mm, like, fair enough. Like, seed it. Don't, don't put a yeah. massive big blazing light of we're gonna do the joker at some point but seed it why not yeah, like, yeah. you know th- those are the people um, are out there these other villains are gonna be here and in, in the thing matt reeves in the panel says you're not gonna see the riddler you're not gonna see catwoman you're not gonna see penguin you're gonna see the people who are going to be those that be yeah. those identities very soon but they're growing along with batman and it gives us potential to watch these individuals grow over the course of the series so it's like, ah, okay. They've gone, we've been handed a trilogy. So let's plan this trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not do. make a first movie with some loose, like, come back next times in it. <laughs> and then shit out two and three. Like, you've given me three. This is mental. This is going to be the next 10 years of my life as a director and co-writer. Mm. Okay, here's the story I want to tell. And it's like, Sure great go for it can't wait don't lose the camp embrace it sprinkle it in they've definitely made some choices because there was rumors for ages it was going to be set in the 90s but there's like smartphone technology in the trailer and yet the decor is very animated series early burton yeah um uh timeless decor like it's everything's sort of desaturated yeah like these are buildings you still see now but are more common and were lit more like this in the 30s and 40s and 50s. Yeah. Here is that vibe, which means that the film will always do what I think the best Batman stuff does, which is feel timeless. Like, yeah. Rooted in its 30s origins, but yeah, this shit could happen anytime because it's not real. It's a fictional universe, so let's pick a style and go with it. And And I'm really excited for this. Yeah, I think it could be really fun. I was interested. Well, fun's but... the wrong word, but it, it looks Well, no, no, no. Like, as a piece of escapism media and adaptation yeah. of a character that you love, like, sure. Like, I'm going to have a fun time watching a Batman movie made by people who look like they want to make a Batman movie. Yeah. And yeah. not made by a dude who's like, I want to make a Batman movie, but I guess I've got to make this Superman movie in the meantime. <laughs> by the way, my favorite thing about Batman is that he kills virgins. Because that's what he does, you pussies. And Let's talk all we about... can do is praise that. <laughs> Let's talk about um, the weird dick sucking of Snyder around this event. Um, How masturbatory do you have to be mm. to set your own trailer to Hallelujah? A, a track which fans of your work associate with you because of its use in a sex scene. Yeah. In an adaptation of another comic book that you mostly didn't screw up. But also clearly didn't fully understand. So Zack Snyder makes Watchmen in 2009. Yeah. And it, it's a film that took the world by storm. But it's because it was sort of a superhero movie that had not been seen by the popular culture, really. A kind of film like that yeah. had yeah. not been seen. It is a very visually impressive movie. Some of it really holds up in Watchmen. Some of it 
really holds up. Mostly the performances of everyone involved. They are. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going for it. Um, it It's unique in that respect. But it also shows the hallmarks of Snyder as a filmmaker that we've become more familiar with over the last decade, which is mm. he chickens out overdoing stuff that isn't cool, brah. Like, he just avoids it. If he thinks it's too geeky, he avoids it. Yeah, so yeah. the end of the Watchmen movie does not feature a giant attack from an alien squid monster. Because that's just stupid, bro. Like, what? You, that's Saturday morning cartoon shit. I'm not putting that in my movie. Then why are you <laughs> adapting Watchmen? It's one of the most visually distinct sequences in the whole damn book. What? Why, Zach? Rorschach is a... It, Rorschach is subjectively a very cool character. As in... Holy shit, this is like nothing I've ever seen. There's badass elements to this. There's homages to other characters, like some of them very obvious, like visually and everything. Like that stuff is there. And and it's like I I loved reading this character. He is objectively a piece of work, piece of shit, son of a bitch, nasty bastard. Mm-hmm. You are you are meant to have a response to Rorschach that is either just flat out revulsion or the same kind of response you have to a cool villain in media that you're like, oh, I love reading stories with that character in. Like, you're not supposed to like like the Joker. You can absolutely like the Joker. You can absolutely be like, I love reading stories about the Joker. I love watching versions of the Joker. That character is a character that really appeals to me because I like looking at them and watching them and seeing people do different takes, people illustrating them differently, etc., etc., etc. Like you're not yes. supposed to, you're not supposed to have a beer with the Joker and sit down and have a beer with him and be pally with him. Same with Rorschach. Rorschach is a homophobic, misogynistic, racist piece of shit. Yes, he is the far right ideal personified. Yes, as a character of action, as a visual character, he's cool. There's cool shit in what that character does, but he's not a good person. He's not a cool person he's an interesting character he's let's distinguish it he's not cool he's interesting yes he's not good he's compelling Zack snyder thinks based on the visual language of the watchman film that rorschach is a cool motherfucker and i like that guy what a badass uh yes yeah he can be those things Zack, but he that's not all he is he's a commentary on an on abusive backwards mindsets. Snyder doesn't understand the material he adapts, <laughs> is what I'm basically getting at. He doesn't understand the material he adapts. He really does not. He's a great visual um, storyteller, but he's not a good storyteller. He can I tell don't things, think he, he has tell any concepts of subtlety. Yeah, he can tell things with visuals, but he doesn't necessarily understand what things he's saying with his visuals. No. Um, it's 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 it, Jack Kirby. He is not like this. Is the Marvel method? He's like I'm, oh. I I can see this, and this is what I'm gonna do, and then I'll fill in the story. But the difference is Jack Kirby, like, could tell stories, and even Jack if he Kirby. didn't, even if he didn't finish the script himself, he would left it in enough of a position that Stanley and people like that could go, oh right, yep, and I do that, and I'll fill that, and and it works because you can yeah. see where he's going. Uh, I I don't care for Man of Steel. I see the merits in it. I see why people enjoy it. Yeah. I hate There's that like half a good movie in there. Yeah. Yeah. There is like, there is the seed of a great film, but then the tree 
And then it gets all Jesus in. The tree gets hacked up and, and, and mulched and turned into copies of Ayn Rand books. Um, <laughs> the tree gets used for paper paper stock for Atlas Shrugged. Um, help, help, help people. Or don't. <laughs> Wait, what? It's a fucking Superman story. Um, but I hate Batman v Superman. I've had many years to think about it. Four, as we determined before. I hate it. I and that was just a one it. view. Yeah. I've never gone back to it. I hate it. <laughs> no, I mean, um, the one view took four years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, no, no, that's what the next it's thing will. So, um, so long. I saw Justice League in cinemas. I did not care for it, good sirs. Um, I watched it on streaming a little while ago because morbid curiosity and conversation with my yeah, wife led me to go, it. let's, you know what, let's watch Justice League. I'm going to put it on. And it took us two sittings. Yeah. There are things in Justice League I like. It's mostly weird little moments. Barry Allen trying to determine how he's going to put down temporarily evil fucking hell Superman um, and Superman watching him in the Speed Force is yeah. a very cool moment because the look on Barry's face is wait what because of course no one moves as fast as him but here's this dude going I see you and like that's great yeah. that is a great moment for those characters for a film um, the uh, the 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 best thing in Justice League is the return of Superman. When suddenly he joins the final fight at the end. Yes. And acts yeah, yeah. like Superman and is a good guy and he's saving people and the action is badass. And yes, he's OP compared to the rest of the team, but he still is facing a he's, challenge and it's about him Superman. overcoming the challenge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Vic, Victor Stone is, is, is slowly becoming more machine than man, but he's still like the weight of all the pressure of this is on him in that moment where he's trying to condense the mother box. And Superman not only comes over, helps him, risks his life so that it's not just Victor who might die, both him and Kal-El might die, but it's the right thing to do to save lives. So they both do it. Superman. And he's joking with him. Like he sort of like ple makes pleasant conversation with Cyborg as they're doing this thing that might kill them both. Because you can see that Victor, even though he's all emotionless at this point, is afraid of dying. He's Superman yes. in that moment. It's like, this is great. It's Superman. This. On the, rest, the screen. The rest of the film means I'm not I'm never gonna buy it and I will very, very, very rarely voluntarily revisit it. But that bit makes me happy. So seeing the trailer for what <laughs> what is still called Zack Snyder's Justice League, although in the trailer they called it Justice League the Snyder Cut. Hashtag the Snyder Cut. Yeah. You'll find. Um makes me as a fan of these characters, I, I'm not excited for this, even more so since watching this trailer. Because I see a lot more of the doom and gloom. I see a yeah. lot more of the masturbatory, self-congratulatory culture around the existence of this new cut. And Snyder's ego leaking into the project. You can feel, yeah. like you said, the use of Hallelujah. It's like, oh my god. Well, whoever cut the trailer... Well edited to the track, really well edited to the track, like the way they sort of like slow down the footage and speed it, and then black, and then back for the next bit. Boom! It's really well cut. It's well, it's well presented. I don't know why it's in four three. That's weird. It's going to be on TV. Is that what they're implying? Like I don't no, understand. I don't know. But just weird aspect ratio, isn't it? I yeah. <laughs> I just. I... I just don't care. 
I don't care. Yeah, no, I don't I, care. I, I'm, I, that's why it's, it's upsetting. Because I wish I did. It's weird though because I wish I'm, I I'm intrigued. I'm curious, just from like a standpoint of like how films are made. That's I'm curious. The, that I'm is curious the bit to that's put got me. Yeah, this side by side with what actually came out in cinemas and go okay well this is especially because he said turned around and said oh yeah i'm not using not only we're not reshooting anything but we're not using anything that was in the theatrical cut that was joss whedon's footage yeah so nothing that joss whedon shot um and based on his wording i guess he's not using anything that his second unit director shot either like i'd imagine so bit dickheady bit dickheady zach like the second unit because he said i'm not using anything that i didn't shoot Cool. So your second unit director and team are a waste of space as well, are they? Even though their job is to shoot shit that you don't need to put all of your time and money into. It or, would or not get, surprise or get B-roll. me oh, if Zach doesn't have a second unit. True. Yeah, the, the <laughs> ego is there, isn't it? The ego Shoots is very everything. much there. Um, um, so that's intriguing. So I, this trailer, how much of that stuff is it's like, okay... There's like four shots in it where I'm like, I recognize that from the original trailer back when it was yeah. a Zack Snyder movie before the reshoots. Yeah. And those scenes didn't end up in the film. I re- no. like, like, uh, we saw photographs of, of, and we knew the casting of Iris West. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sure There's some Iris. of that, some of that scene with him saving her is in one of the earlier trailers as well. Yeah. And the stuff with, um, cyborg, cyborg Victor Stone playing football. Yeah. The stuff with Cyborg um, saving an army guy from being hit by a truck that's like flying. You should through probably the air. move. <laughs> you should probably hashtag. You should probably move. Cut. Um, probably move. And the scene um, of Batman looking at a Superman hologram. Yes, that's that's in one of the earlier trailers. And in the initial teaser that we got for this film a couple of months back, for this new cut, Alfred doing the whole like you're here, like maybe we still have time, was in the original trailer. Looks like yeah. it's in this version too. So yes. that a few shots that we recognise that we never saw, they're in it. But then there's like twenty five other things. There's so much stuff in here that they're just like, what is this? Is another film now? Which it is because it's it's going to be it's going to be four hour long instalments or so, one four hour movie based on which option you yeah. pick on the platform. Which is so there's I mean, oh basically God. what was in the theatrical cut again. You got minus like twenty minutes. Yeah. So, so only about an hour and five of the theatrical cut is going to be in this film. Yeah. What a weird thought. And this is the continuation it's... of something we've talked about before. If you buy, if you didn't like a film in the cinema, but then you buy the extended edition, which they did for Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. Yeah. And Sony did with Ghostbusters 2016. Like, if you buy that on the premise of, well, I didn't like it in the cinema, but maybe I'll like this version. You're saying that this is okay to do, to repackage a thing I didn't like mm. in an attempt to trick me into liking it. Like, that is into maybe liking it, but too late, I've already bought it. That's what they're kind of doing here again. And there are people who were just curious to see what the original film would have been before production had to stop because of the tragedy in Zack and Deborah Snyder's life, um, who were just like, I just want to see what Zack wanted to do. If you watch this and enjoy it, or watch it and get something from it, awesome, power to you, amazing, sure. But the main reason this film exists is because some people got weirdly, violently nasty about it, and and yeah, and, and, yeah. and toxic around it. It's it's validation for toxic behavior. It's validating and that's toxic the behavior. Thing that I don't like about it. Yeah. And yet, 
those the people who are behaving toxically in relation to it or have done seem to be completely blind to the fact that this only exists not because we're saying you guys are in the right. We're making you feel that way. But it exists because we're about to make hundreds of millions of dollars off of USAPs buying an HBO Max minimum subscription fee. Yeah. That's what's happening here. Like, it's... So this whole thing is kind of born out of cynicism. And yet, fascination of how much footage was, like you say, shot. Enough for two movies, at least. Because it was going to be two movies when it began yeah, production. Yeah. So and, bo- and scenes for both were shot. Yeah, so they, they've done enough to make two films. And it looks like we're going to get that now in the form of one four-hour miniseries slash cut. But also that fascination over the fact that in recent months, Ray Fisher... And others involved in the production have been very open about the fact that their passion for seeing this version come to light isn't because they're like, I think it's a missed opportunity that we didn't see the project we were signed on for initially. It's born more out of, I want to have a version of this movie that I can be proud of because I don't associate it with the abuse I received on set from Joss Whedon. And it's really weird because it seems like this whole film is born out of which douchebag do you want to side with? Yeah. Like, Whedon's created some of my favourite things on this planet, but the guy's a prick. We've learned this through so many things. His ex-wife's testimonials about affairs he had, his firing of Charisma Carpenter from Angel because she was pregnant. Yeah. Like, Um, the signs are all there if you go back. Him bollocking James Masters for saying, you are not bigger than this show. If I kill Spike, he's fucking dead and all these sort of things. It's like, wow. Okay, you're a bit of a dickhead, aren't you? Yeah. Versus Snyder, who is, is... In terms of this project, he left it for horribly unforeseen circumstances that were tragic and I wouldn't wish anyone having to go through. Oh god no. But Snyder's behaviour around this new version is so toxic and 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 nasty. Do you sort of like I don't feel like this is a hail the conquering hero, the original vision is is here. It feels like this was fucking stupid. Mine's gonna be better, and all you fucking virgin nerds who don't think Batman should kill can go die in your basements. Like, look at oh, this. It's cool. He, he, it it kind of still feels yeah. like it's coming from a toxic place. It's like Shrek. The more you learn about the production, the more you're like, oh, this is all kind of born out of being shitheads. Really, this is weird. Also, the film's not good. Shrek retold is better, so I agree with you. <laughs> Shrek retold is wonderful. It's free and on YouTube. If you've never seen it, listener, go watch it. A bunch of animators and and video creators remake the entire first Shrek movie, and it's just this is fascinating it? blanket, this this patchwork blanket of of weirdness. It's brilliant. Is it unlike the original film? <laughs> actually funny. Yeah, because it's Swedish, and Swede is always funny. Okay. <laughs> um, by Quibi get the Swedish version of the Princess Bride everybody uh, don't um, watch on clips Quibi. on YouTube and get over the basic n- novelty of like oh cool some of the cast of The Office doing a scene from Princess Bride I'm over it now bye um, uh... so <laughs> this whole thing's born out of kind of nastiness yeah the only thing I really want from this is for Ray Fisher's stories to result in studios cracking down way more visibly on abuse on set. 
Yeah, that's the that's the that's that. I think that's forget Dark Side, Matt. That's the victory I want Justice League to bring to us. That's the victory I want. The the problem is 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 that with a lot of these these organizations is that the way you get to the top Mm. to be the person who makes those decisions is to be an abusive fuckhead. And I'm hope, but I'm hoping so. It's it's kind of abusive fuckheads all the way down. Well, that's what you're saying. Like to to bring down Whedon, and and expose what he was like. But also tying it into the narrative of, and Zach now gets to take the mantle back. Yeah, is is it's putting down one twat to raise up another twat? Now, yeah. of course, I'm not saying Zack Snyder being petty is anywhere near as close to Whedon cheating multiple times, firing people over pregnancies, apparently like verbally abusing actors on set. Of a film. Yeah, like, as, as, as being, far be, as I'm aware, like there aren't di- stories out there of Zack Snyder being yeah. actually abusive. Talking on like a dick is not the same as being a dick to people. Yeah, yeah. But there is a correlation. And I don't, I you know, I just, oh, good God. I, oh, yeah. it's weird yeah. to watch. And it's, it's mostly weird to watch because these are characters that like we like a lot like these are worlds and stories that we love and like i don't i don't want to i don't want to come out of this and go well the only thing i liked about the original which was the sequence of superman being really cool and a good guy and badass Mm. and saving the day i don't want to watch this version then be like oh it wasn't in this one no. You took out the one thing I liked, but replaced it with more CGI grey people being punched. I mean, uh, okay. the, CGI, the, the CGI grey people have different textures on them. There'll be no so mustache. There'll be no mustache shots then in this version because <laughs> there was no. They're not using nope, anything from no the reshoots. No mustache shots. Uh, which means that the scenes in the cornfield. For worse. Which means the scenes in the cornfield in Kansas, where Clark like is met by Lois and, and, yeah. and his mum, were shot twice. Because in the theatrical cut, he is digitally mustached to fuck in that sequence. Well, from what from what we're seeing from this trailer, <laughs> an awful lot of the scenes in that film were shot twice to the point where the lineup shot at the end, like the reveal of all of them. <sighs> it it feels because like he's in the black costume at, in in this, just, in this well, version. Uh, well, it was. I mean, they, they could it, digitally there, tweak that, I guess. There was a red and blue costume on set. There's a lot of on set oh. fi- pictures from the Zack Snyder stuff of what could be scenes like that or around yeah. that moment with him in the red and blue suit okay. so it seems that the black suit was a was a post-production thing um okay oh well i know i know I know, I know a black suit existed as well because like there's footage from back when it went into production oh yeah, of, yeah of him talking yeah. to zach snyder and henry cavill talking and they're pointing at the suit on a mannequin like yeah. and, and it's obscured but it's like that's a black superman suit and, and there was that teaser post teaser pic he posted years ago of like a close-up of the black like chainmail the text, the texture on it yeah so so but i know what you mean like okay so there's 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 com- there, there, there's a nice mix of the two so yeah. okay we'll see we'll see um um but uh, you know it's a hell of a lot better than cgi'ing out someone's mustache so yeah is that? i just i don't but want it- him to do henry dirty i want to see the superman that i got a glimpse of. like out of the three films he's in that's the first one where i saw a glimpse of the superman that i know he can be and, and I, I hate to say it, but I think they're probably going to do him dirty. Yeah, yeah. Because, but you know, it. I think that's just because us and Zack Snyder have fundamentally different views of what 
these characters, characters are. are. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm curious about it. Like I say, if for no other reason than from like a, a, a an interesting filmmaking, just how much of it is different. Mm. How because it like I was saying, from the look of this trailer alone, it looks as if when they did when they brought Joss Whedon on, they reshot the entire film. Mm. I mean, I, well. I imagine Steppenwolf probably looked the way he did in the theatrical version throughout the majority of production and retroactively, as it appears in this trailer, they've made him look more like the spiky living hologram thing Yeah. from the extended cut of BVS. So, which is weird because, like, I always interpreted that bit from the BVS cut of it being the Kryptonian, like, pincushion technology thing forming him. Hey, listen, if but now it's like oh no, apparently Snyder, yeah, it's that he's literal to a fault. Yeah, but that's a shame because it like, means he also still doesn't look like Steppenwolf <laughs> from the comics. It's like why is he now just a yeah. bunch of knives? Um, we see a shot yeah. of Desaad, yeah, which yeah. is like okay, we're gonna learn more about like like the family of uh, unit of like the, this group on Apocalypse. Like we're gonna learn more Quite about possibly. them. Yeah. Um, and the trailer just, I mean, credit to them for the ballsiness of the first shot of the trailer being, oh, here's Darkseid. Uh, anyway, it's like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he looks like shit, but he's in it. Yeah. Why is he just grey? Like, just, Ooh. like, Darkseid is either bright purple or blue with grey skin. Like, No, he's grey. Everything's grey in uh, this film. So... Everything's grey. I hope you like grey because everything's grey. One thing that that was was odd, <laughs> I thought. Yeah. Before we move on to the final and best thing about the is, DC fandom is the the final line of the trailer. I I hope there's some dialogue missing from that exchange between Barry and Batman. Yeah. Because in context, it makes no sense. How do you go from oh he's probably defeated dozens of super beings to be to being like. I don't care how many demons he's fought in how many hells. Like, it's... What? You are mixing your metaphors there, boy. Yeah. Like, yeah, how I think do you get from super demons he's to fought demons in, in how many hells? He's never fought us. Not us united. Yeah. Wait, are you guys the know. demons? Yeah, I don't know no? how he gets to demons from what Barry said. It's just an odd thing. I appreciate the sentiment behind the line, and it's supposed to be, like, a, a boastful thing, but, like... Mm. That was a jump of imagery. All right. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we know that devils don't come from beneath the earth now, don't we? No, they come from below. They come from. They come, uh, from, they come from the sky. They come from the oh, sky. Oh my uh, god! Do you think he'll be in it? Did Eisenberg oh god, shoot yeah, anything for Snyder? Because if he did, it would have been on close sets. So I guess we wouldn't. Well, have no, because Joe Manganiello was involved with when Snyder was on board so presumably yes but also because he was working on the pre-production for what would have been the ben affleck spin-off directed by affleck uh, yes, where deathstroke was going to be the main villain it was gonna be batman v deathstroke <clears throat> i don't know we're morbidly fascinated but i'll tell you what i am i'm more downhearted about the whole thing now than ever because it looks like it is just a slinging match of shite between different twats, and I'm, I'm yeah. like, I don't, I don't want a movie born out of pettiness, especially not starring do. these characters that are so hopeful. But I do want a movie born out of weird, obscure, 
70s supervillains with ridiculous costumes, names, gimmicks, and I guess now they've all got bombs in the neck and they're doing a mission. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they fucking are. They're doing the the, the peacemaker is in a movie. So the the, 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 the Charlton the... Comics character who was the inspiration for comedian in the in Watchmen yeah. is in the. So the soft reboot sequel to 2016 Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, got a behind-the-scenes featurette at DC Fandom. Yeah, that little sneak peek we we got at the Star Wars things before we got proper trailers. And I kind of preferred that for this, because it was like, it was trying to say, here's the film we're having on set, here's a glimpse at the set pieces, here's some words from some of the actors, and then we did, we got I, trailer sounds wrong. We got a roll, a roll call, call. Yeah. yeah. Of here's your cast, everybody, minus the villain. Like they're the antagonist of the piece, but there are rumors that are circulating from the days just before fandom about that. And I'll touch on that before we finish. But please um, do. So, James Gunn, knee jerk reactionary fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 just before it's about to finish pre production three years ago and go into mm-hmm. shooting. Uh, DC go, I mean, we want to do more with Suicide Squad because we think the property could sell, but like that last film was critically panned and David Ayer's also one of these twats that we keep hiring. Do you want to like come over here and make a movie with us? And James Gunn's like, I don't want... Actually, I've just had an idea. Sure, let's do it. And he goes (laughs) over, starts making Suicide Squad. During shooting, Disney go, um, maybe we overreacted. Do you want to come back? And he went, yeah, I do. Absolutely but I'm going to finish this and then I'm going to take a fucking vacation. Yeah. And then we'll work. We'll pick back up on guardians three. Um, and it looks like he had a lot of fun making the suicide squad because it's like, it's like a marriage of two of his properties. It looks like it sits quite firmly in this beautiful Venn diagram between the rain Wilson black comedy movie, super, yeah. And the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It is a story about super-powered or super-skilled individuals who are not good people going on a righteous mission, or in this case, a mission with a bomb in their heads, so they've got to go along with it, to save the day in a setting that looks very much like, and they said it in the panel, like set a 70s Vietnam War flick. Yeah. The Suicide yeah, Squad are being sent very, in to do some shit in a really dangerous place. Where it's very are John Ostrander era Suicide Squad. It's very 70s yeah. Suicide Squad. I mean, even the teaser poster that they released is just this like this painting. Yeah. Orange sunset and a helicopter and them legging it across a field. It's like, that's visually distinct and different from the previous go at this franchise in a cinema movie film release thing. But also by showing at least three of the cast members being the same, you're oh four of the cast members being the same, you're confirming that oh yeah that other one, that happened. And if you like yeah. it, if you like it, this is the sequel. If you didn't like that last one, don't fucking worry about don't it, guys. Worry about it. Here's step one. But here's a couple of the things you'll remember because no one really had a bad thing to say about Rick Flag. He was fine. Um. You know, yeah. we we all felt that there could have been more Waller, a better use of Waller, but like you know, she wasn't a bad element from the film. I love a bit um, of Waller. 
we all was pleasantly surprised by Boomerang. I'd still maintain that's the best thing Jai Courtney's ever done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, not well written, but he's clearly having a ball playing it. Especially yeah. the bit, especially the bit where like, like flag is just like right. That's it. Like you don't have to do the mission. We're disbanded or whatever. And they're like, all right. They realize that the bombs are defused. And Boomerang just goes, and he just fucks off out of the bar. That is, <laughs> it's l- the funniest l- moment in that, that is- film. It's the I think I would argue it's the only actually funny it's the only intentionally funny moment in that entire film. I would, kind of ruined, kind of ruined by the whole we're going to do the right thing and they all march thing and then he just joins them like he just joins back in with the lion drinking a beer. It's like no, he shouldn't have come back because that'd be funnier. The idea that you have got this dude and then the moment he realizes he doesn't have to do this shit, he just goes and that's it. Or and if, you don't he, or see if him he again. does come back, they should actually make something of it. Yeah. Like he's cowering behind something or whatever during the final fight and it gets knocked over yeah. and he's there and it's like, oh, hi, guys. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that kind of yeah. thing. But, something you know. like that. I know. Um, and Harley Quinn, who I think universally everyone's just going, yeah, I'd watch more of Margot Robbie in this role. She seems like she's having a blast, especially after she got to exec produce a movie about the character, which mm-hmm. made much better use of her than it did in Suicide Squad. And... Also, like, was a miles better movie <laughs> than Suicide Squad was. Yeah. So, Birds of Prey was yeah, and she's looking really, really good. She's looking like she's literally just leapt out of Injustice Two in terms of yeah. the costume. Like, it's the, it's the costume from Injustice Two, but with the black and red pigtails of the more recent Lots comics. Lots of black and red, yeah. Um, loving it. But let's talk about all our new favourites and new 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 people. We're gonna be sad to see the back of. Have you got the? I mean, have you got the cast list up? We already knew this was going to be a hell Mm. of a cast because we've seen the cast list. But now we know who everyone's playing, and we've seen everyone. We've seen Idris Elba as Bloodsport. It's fucking Bloodsport. We've seen. It's fucking Blood. The Superman (laughs) minor villain Bloodsport. Like what? I think I think, they, seen... I think they mentioned at the panel as well that he's in he's imprisoned because he attempted to kill Superman Brilliant. with a kryptonite bullet. Harking back to one of the stories people know the character for. It's like, oh, oh shit. We've... That's a great idea. It also means that Superman has obviously defeated a guy who tried to shoot him with a kryptonite bullet. Meaning that even off screen in this movie, yeah. he's already being more like Superman. <laughs> it's like, yep. yes. Um... <laughs> We've we've seen Alice Braga as Salsuria. Yes. Don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm very unfamiliar with the character, but I'm open to it. Because um, she, she flat out just looks like they've taken a Vietnam War hero character and gone like, there you go. Yeah. Like, that's her look. And it's like, um, okay, we're there for it. Pete Davidson. Who I, I think Who I think will be the first person to get bumped off. I Well, yeah, cause the less Pete Davidson, the better. <laughs> um... <laughs> But also, he's not in much fun. Unfortunately, him and one other person, I suspect, are out of it early, and the other person I really want to be in a lot of it, but I don't think they are. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Wouldn't it, that possibly be James Good mainstay Nathan Fillion as TDK? No, but I think he will die in a hilarious way. So TDK is a new character, but he's not, because it's kind of been revealed through early casting announcements about a year and a half ago, and the fact that his logo, because everyone gets like a distinct like patch style insignia in yeah, the yeah. local trailer, his logo features his arms like severed at the elbow. 
so the belief is he is playing um, Arms Fall Off Boy. <laughs> Arms Fall Off Boy. But TDK is like a name he's using to disguise the fact that that's what everyone calls him. So he's he's obviously come I'm up with he's obviously boy. come up with a cooler name. Um, I think it was uh, I think on the Weekly Planet they they speculated that maybe he's trying to call himself the Dark Knight. Okay, yeah, which okay. could be quite funny. He's like, I'm the Dark Knight. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Batman. No. Your arms fall off, you're boy. Really not. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. Um, but like, he's he has he's one of the only ones who's got his arms out completely. He's like bare naked arms from the shoulders down. So like, we're going to see Nathan Fillion's arms detach and do things independent of his body in this sure. movie. Which is a Why very not? James Gunn kind of pick for a character. That's it was a very James Gunn thing. So yeah. James Gunn. Plus, like with a couple of other actors, recurring use of Nathan Fillion, like you yes. said, being in his projects. Uh, <laughs> such as Michael Rooker. Yes! Another James Gunn mainstay. A savant. Playing uh, savant, yeah. Looking gothic as fuck. Very, looking I, like, think, I think James Gunn just likes dressing Michael Rooker up in silly outfits. He looks like Gary Oldman's uh, Dracula when he's got the <laughs> long white yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to see him in it. I really am. Um, I think John he'll make Cena. it through most of it. <gasps> this oh, showing showing his guns and his guns as and a, peacemaker and a silencer about a foot long. Yeah, on that gun. Oh my god, love it. peacemaker. Love it. Which they said, and I'm so glad they did. In the uh, the featurette, he refers to him. Like he says, James said, "You're going to basically play a douchey Captain America," and it's like. <laughs> It's weird to think that Warner Brothers, because you know how weird the legal departments are, yeah, when, yeah. yeah, sure, we don't mind you saying yeah, the name of a character from the rival company in the featurette. And then it comes out of John Cena and he goes like, okay, got it. <laughs> it's like, sure. Yeah, it's peace, sure. Peacemaker. He's fighting for truth, justice, sure. and the American way, and he doesn't care how many people he has to kill to get there. Nope. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. I think, another... I think he won't survive, but he'll last longer than a lot more. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fun, is what it'll be. Because again, for those who don't um, know, the premise of the Suicide Squad is bad guys have bombs implanted in their necks and are made to do jobs on behalf of the government, yeah, or the yeah. U.S. military in secret, usually fighting against superpowers or heavily weaponized like military forces or like spies or whatever. Because the idea is, if they succeed, they get a bit off the sentence or perk. If they don't, they'll die in battle, and if they try to escape, they'll get blown up by the bomb in their necks. <laughs> so yep. The, the reason why there's so many characters is because I guarantee, unlike the last Suicide Squad, at least a third of these guys are going to die. <laughs> yes, and that's I would part, think so. Part of the charm is they've cast so many big and interesting names because you're like, well, I don't want any of them to get killed off. But also, what? I now know, I now don't have any idea who it could be because it could be anyone. Do you think they'll kill off the simultaneously adorable and creepy weasel Played by, <laughs> played by brother of the director Sean Gunn. Once again, playing a furry character in a Sean Gunn comic book movie, um, and I'm not talking about Craglin. Um, yeah, he he will he he will either survive ironically, or he will die in a hilariously over the top violent way because it's a CGI character. I know nothing a lot about uh, about a lot of these characters, but I did not expect Weasel to be a literal weasel. Um, <laughs> a six foot tall Weasel. And going on to you know, and continuing with the theme of really, really weird, wacky characters, we've got David Dismortin as Polka Dot Man. <gasps> oh, that makes me happy. A Batman villain whose whose suit turns into whose Polka Dots on his suit turn into different weapons and gadgets. Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot um, Man. Uh, 
in in terms of visual uh, stupidity, we've got Peter Capaldi as the thinker. I can't wait for that. He's the other one who I think he's the other one who I think is going to get killed off quite early, despite because the fact he's I'd the like thinker. him to be in it more. Because um, like the, the Flash on TV, like they made the thinker the main villain of like season four or five or something. So it's like uh, something like that. Think, DC yeah. have gone. We can do things with this character as a big threat. With but the fact the that thinker. it's Capaldi looking like the most recent iteration with like tubes coming out of his bald, slightly swollen head. <laughs> he's got a big bald swollen head with and electrodes he, coming out of it. <laughs> and he's and he's in just like a Hawaiian shirt and a <laughs> and a loose jacket. And he's just like, Yeah, like I I mm, I think the thinker's gonna be integral to kicking the mission off in some way, because like it's a character yeah. all about telekinesis and all that. And then he's gonna get bumped. <laughs> We got, um, but that ends the speculation because we were speculating he was yep. like Victor Freeze or something, weren't we? No, he's the thinker. He's the thinker. <laughs> uh, Flula Borg is javelin. Oh, he seems like an absolute so... joy in the interviews. He seems like a right laugh. <laughs> I wonder what javelin does. <laughs> I love the fact um, they've not shied away from the comic, like comic book coloring for characters like him and Peacemaker. No, they've just, gone, they're just yep, gone for it. Bright yellow and green bright red and blue freaking polka dots all over his white suit we're yep. doing this it's like yes yes these ridiculous supervillains. Uh, i don't believe they exist in the world that we've already seen except for maybe in the same world as shazam but i am here for this like, i'm, yeah, here, for I'm here for it <laughs> uh, i apologize if i get this name wrong but mailing uh ing as mongal as mongal <laughs> like Weird. They keep using Lex Luthor in Superman films, but we're getting Mongal in the Mon Suicide Gal. Squad. We've, have we got more Superman-related supervillains in this than we've had in any other thing in live action? Quite possibly. So, Bloodsport, Mongal, uh, some will, there'll be others. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> is is King Shark a Superman villain? More Justice League villain, I guess, really. Flash, primarily. He's one of the Flash rogues, primarily. Because King Shark's Ste- in it! Steve, Ed- Steve Edgy is uh, Adgy as King Shark. He's got listed on IMDb. Yeah, he he's, he's um, physically portrays King Shark, but they're they yeah. keeping Stum on who's voicing him. Well, the rumour is it's Taika Waititi. Yes, but which we shall would see. be kind of brilliant. Yeah. If a little bit samey to Korg, but, yeah. you know, let's see. We'll see. And uh, I think this is the last one. It's Daniela Melchior as Ratcatcher, specifically yeah. Ratcatcher Two. That was interesting because it's building up a mythology. It's like, wait, yeah. so Ratcatcher, Batman villain, did, has Affleck like fought the Ratcatcher before? And this is the next person to be the ra- the the, the next. Like of the all rat, the rat legacy villains, the sequel of all the legacy villains, you wouldn't necessarily think Ratcatcher would be one. But at the same time, the power is you wear this stuff and you use chemicals to control rats and make them do your bidding. It's like, I guess a criminal could just pick that up and go, I'm going to do this now. How does it work? All right, there we go. There's a brief shot in the trailer of a young girl being talked to by an older guy in a coat similar to the rat catcher. Like a big green, Mm. like, scraggy coat. So it could be a flashback to her being, like, maybe she's the daughter of the original rat catcher or... Which in itself is an interesting Maybe, idea. Maybe, something like that. Are we going to come out of this movie release with people going, oh my god, I love the rat catcher. Oh, I hope so. That would be, that'd be amazing, imagine? I love Can Javelin. Javelin's my favourite DC character. Like, this could happen. 
Um, and of course, <sighs> Viola Davis returning as Amanda Waller, Jai Courtney returning as Captain Boomerang, Margot Robbie returning as uh, Harley Quinn, and Joel Kinnaman returning as uh, Commander Rick Flag, who this time looks like comic book Rick Flag. Bright yellow t shirt, big ass gun, snazzy haircut, leading the charge. Um, yes. I'm all for this. I'm just the attitude of it. Like, I love the the filmography of James Gunn so I'm I'm already sold it feels actually silly and fun from what we've seen so far rather than the forced sort of wackiness that was such a problem with the David Ayer stuff yeah not helped by the fact that we know the reshoots are a reason why it became wackier because people saw the first trailer went that's a bit grim saw the second one and went oh that seems much more fun so then they were like let's add more fun in the reshoots and it, it it was such a it was such a product of 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 um reaction instead of a vision yes which is why there's yeah, the whole yeah. thing of david a going i'd like to release a version based on the cut i was working on earlier on hashtag release the air cut guys but it's like look i i don't think we like the version we were seeing the reason why the end one was crap wasn't because it was tinkered with that's one reason why it was crap. Whereas this uh. is James Gunn's gone. You want me to make a film for you? Sure. Here's my take on it. And they've gone, cool. Go for it. Make it, mate. Do, do what you want. Because at this time as well, Warner Brothers were trying to distance from Snyder. About three yeah. years ago, they were like, yep, yeah, no, we don't want to work with him on the direction of these films anymore. Patty Jenkins has proved that we really don't need to work with him on the direction of these. Like, like his direction is wrong for this. So, you know, I mean, things have obviously changed. Money, money, money. But <laughs> I'm intrigued by this. I uh, Bad guys being bad guys, some cheesy, some scary. A bunch of them are going to get killed off in the story. Great, cool, let's go. The rumour is, starting a few days before the event, that the antagonistic force, so the villain for these villains to go in and face off against is Starro the Conqueror. Uh, so what they're being sent in to do is stop is stop a presumably weaponized plague of an alien parasite from spreading. If Taika Waititi is voicing King Shark, does that mean Jermaine Clement can voice Starro the Conqueror? Go the other way. Go the other way. <laughs> Go the other way. Give 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 Jermaine Clement King Shark, and then Starro the Conqueror. This, for those who don't know, Starro the Conqueror is 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 one and also many giant starfish-looking motherfucking aliens that are all basically tendrils and big eyeball. Who, but not to be confused with Shumagora, the other company's tendrils no. and big eyeball, who no. through its spawn basically latches on little starfishes, face hugger style, to people's heads. And yeah, it's then, a starfish that latches on your face and mind controls you. Mind controls you. So, yeah. Starro's like, it goes to planets, shits out a load of tiny Starro's, eventually mm-hmm. the population all become him, and he's like, great! Bye! Job and done. goes to another planet to do the exact uh, same thing. Not because it I has intent believe... of conquering the universe, just because that's what it does. And that sometimes so. it's a bit evil, sometimes it's just a creature. But... Um, Based on what we're seeing, I could understand it being someone's got hold of this thing, they've discovered what it can do, and they're trying to use it for their own purposes. We're sending you lot in to kill um, everyone involved and get rid of this thing. 
I believe Starro was the first Justice League villain fought. that the Justice League fought. Yeah. yeah, I have I have the I have the comic cover on my wall. Yeah, yeah, the first ever Justice League of America because it's uh, it's Martian Manhunter, Flash, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Green Lantern. Uh, punching a big old starfish right in its eye. No, this time we're going to send Mongal and the Thinker and Javelin well, like, after it. Well, like, Mongal is, is related to Mongol and, and like the whole, like, space coliseum stuff and, like... Yeah, you know, yeah. So she's flat-out an alien creature who is Superman levels of super strength. So she'll be either depowered or under heavy threat of the explosive in her head in this. Like, yeah, if you yeah. step out of line... This will kill you. You do what we say. Um, but it would make sense to have one of your team members in this movie like unabashedly be a space alien if the threat you're going up against is somewhat where she could be like, I've seen this before. Like I've seen yeah, what this does yeah. to worlds. Um that could be quite cool. Um But it could also be funny if they don't do that. <laughs> yeah. As long as it, as long as the plot doesn't turn out to be Oh, one of us is the villain, because obviously, and also we have to get Amanda Waller out of an office, then I oh, think I'll be fine with the plot. Um, there was a there was a starfish. <laughs> there, there was a starfish on TDK's butt the whole time. Oh, wah, wah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Yeah. This shit should be fun. I hope it's good. It looks good. Uh, we reached out to you guys on Twitter, just to cast a line. I'll read a couple of these to say, what did you see? What was your yes. highlight for fandom? What did you like? What what yeah. tickled your pickle? Uh, uh, we'll push emails to next week because we're running at two hours 40. Yeah, it's, it's a long, long one. show as it is. Hey, uh, we, 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 had, a pop, that, we so. had a pop culture event and we had thoughts. Yeah. This was yeah. fun. Uh, well, you had thoughts. Uh, I just I said yes a lot. <laughs> you went, Chris, take your meds. Um, yeah. Dale Who, lovely Dale Who friend of the show, says, Wonder Woman 84 looks spectacular. Couldn't agree more. The Batman looks good. The little section of the Flash movie we saw was good. And the Batman, the animated series, Batman Beyond, uh, receiving the 66 show sketch was beautiful. Other parts made me very, very angry. (laughs) Um, Based on some chat we had on Twitch the other day. I think we've talked about what made you angry because I feel pretty much the same about it, and it's all mm. related, it's all related to the mistreatment of a certain big blue, big blue big blue Boy Scout. But uh, yeah, big let's let's big let, blue Bellend. Let's um. hope let's hope that yeah, this version. Let's hope that the uh, let's hope that the 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 multiverse fandom event in September lets the Tyler Hecklin Superman and other stuff shine. Apparently, the Ooh. Superman the Man of Tomorrow animated film is really good because it's just a okay. nice a nice simple superman story about him being jesus remember when people told superman stories i know right um and joe cook says the highlight of dc fandom had to be the batman with the suicide squad closely behind it it seems anything with the at the beginning is bound to be a success (laughs) yeah seems like it loved which is why i'm excited for the wonder woman 1984 (laughs) loved the gritty feeling of the batman as well as hints of michael giacchino's batman theme in the trailer music yeah, there was like hints of it in between the Nirvana uh, track in there, which yeah. I thought was quite nice. I love that title treatment at the end where the letters just slipped into place. And yeah. you had that brief bit of the, the second A having bat ears just like settling in. It was like, ooh. I like ooh, it. I, I like it doing? quite a lot. And the fact the font looks like the animated series uh, box set 
fonts of recent releases that, that uh, the blocky red writing and brand synergy brand synergy and if you want brand synergy in your life look no further than big damn channel on youtube where you can catch all our <laughs> shit you can catch us live streaming matt every monday and friday and me from time to time on yes. twitch.tv slash big damn stream you can follow our shenanigans on twitter at big damn cast if you aren't already yeah. and if you're listening to this podcast on whichever platform know that it is available to listen to on youtube spotify soundcloud apple podcasts and all those other sites that just leech that shit which i've never understood but it adds to the analytics so whatever rss feeds pretty it's much um we will we will talk to you next week if you want to leave us a long yeah. form thingamajig bigdamcontact.gmail.com we're going to do an email catch up at the start of next week so yeah as you say bigdamcontact.gmail.com but we'll leave you on this note can you match pitch I, I, I'm not perfect pitch but I am uh, uh, I am a perfect pitch